Eve. Drop. Shouldn't hit play. Should hit record. Yeah, you have to hit record to arm it. You have to hit record to arm it, and then you have to hit play to actually start recording. Room noise. The last room noise of 2019. Hello. Welcome to Some Voice, a podcast of four friends, made better friends to a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. I'm Eastside. I go second. <laughs> Sometimes you got to take the deuce, brother. Um, you, we, bumped you, we bumped you down on the call Traditionally, list. you are third. Thank you very much, because it was in alphabetical order somehow. Was it? It was. Well, I'm Matt. I know these things. I'm, I'm Matt. I'm the New Year's baby. <laughs> Zach. The big show has the New Year's baby? Yeah. Sick. New Year's poppy. Uh, before... Never gain weight in WWE because they'll make you wear a diaper to teach you a lesson. Yeah. And then you get to star in a movie uh, where you play an orphan. Knucklehead? Wait, is that the premise? Have you seen it? Yes. Why? Because. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, before we get into this chunk of a chunk of an episode, let's get the bullshit out of the way. The bullshit? You mean the cool shit? You mean the wonderful podcast network we get to be a part of? Yeah. Yeah, that bullshit. <laughs> eavesdrop. Um, yeah, listen to the shows on the Eavesdrop podcast network, like the Eavesdrop, and you can listen to me talk about the Fast and the Furious for roughly 20 minutes. Um, it's more than that. I listened to it this week at work. I thought it was, it was, well, I kept bringing it up, but if you listen to that, and then you tell me that you listen to it. I will never talk to you about those movies again. <laughs> I promise. So you felt like you really got to say all that you needed to say? Oh, no, not at all. But I did get a lot out. Okay. And I know I exhaust people with my theories and my thoughts on the greatest franchise mm-hmm. in the universe. I think that's beautiful. Um, the American Pie series. <laughs> <laughs> I only like the later ones without the main cast. <laughs> like only like, the ones with Eugene Levy <laughs> as like a camp counselor and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, there's other good shows on that. Uh, dealing with it. Oh yeah, that's a show that uh, where my mom and I we just shoot the shit. Yeah, they do. They like throw poop in there and shoot it, it with a gun. All you, it's just I know, it's mostly. Uh, How come that show doesn't get emailed? It's sort of <laughs> <laughs> it's an ASMR thing with like guns and the sound of poop being splattered. Cool. Whose poop is it? Well, guess what? You have to tune in next week to find out. Dogs. <clears throat> <laughs> it's Zeno's. I don't know. I found it. Uh, <laughs> buy a shirt from us. Please. Bit.ly slash merch boys or bit.ly slash Derek's trunk. And I got them in my trunk and I'll give it to you. It says Maybe Russell you Boys 316. I'll it. give it to you. Uh, follow us on Wrestle Boys Cast on Twitter, Genuine Wrestle Boys on Instagram. Leave us a review on an iOS device, bit.ly slash review boys. Bit.ly slash suck your own. Get a fucking book, you fucking mark. What else are you doing with your life? It's about to be a new decade. How about you educate yourself and show up into this world like somebody who's worth a damn? Yeah, get that dink out of your hand and get a book in your ears. <laughs> Put down the pecker tongs and read a book. Tongs? Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into pecker tongs. Pecker tongs. What are pecker tongs? Your, your hands. hands. I, I, I think of like the metal instrument tongs. Right. Yeah. But I don't grab mine like a tong would. <laughs> well, <laughs> guess you're not doing it. Or like right. with both hands, it's like. I guess there's more than one way to make an omelet. <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, you just like it's eggs and all their stuff. Yeah. Milk. Well, a Vaseline. French omelet no. is just a lot of <laughs> eggs, and, what, eggs and it's how butter. You make your fake cum. <laughs> yeah. Add, <laughs> yeah. Add a little honey in there. 
to my to my fake semen. <laughs> yeah. So inedible. So it's inedible, but would taste better than if you didn't put honey in it. I mean, I'm probably add the stickiness that's missing because Vaseline is kind of an anti-stickiness. Yeah. See, you want that stickiness, so it kind of drips at that certain way. You don't know how I create my art. I do. No, you don't. I hope by art you mean jizz. Yeah, it's art. Well, this this show's gonna go really off the rails. Yeah, I think real De- fast. Derek quit. <laughs> he quit right now, but he still has his little waters here. <laughs> yeah, those are very little waters. That, that bug me, to be honest. Me too. I don't like little waters because it's like a waste of plastic. Exactly, and it's also like, what am I supposed to just have two fat gulps of this, and then now I, now it's just trash? Yeah, now I have to get another one. No. Oh. We're not a used car dealership here, goddammit. Sorry. At least they had big water. So it's the end of an era. It is the end of an era. A 2010 to 2019 era. Yeah, end of a decade. Yeah. I've always been of the opinion that the decade should actually be considered like like one to one, like 2011. Yeah. To like 2020 or 2010 to... I've like also been that, I'm, you know, because most of the art that comes out was made like in the previous decade and they just only released that year. Oh, that's good. To, like, I, albums and movies and stuff. I thought that was running parallel with my thought that when you're born, you should just be technically one years old. That's how it is in Korea. You that's start they, you start at one. Mm-hmm. That's how they count it in Korea. So like. Oh, so everybody's a year younger. Mm-hmm. Well, you haven't made your full revolution around the sun yet. So. Yeah, but I spent nine the months. The sun's fake. I spent nine months in my mom's tummy and then I come out and I'm one. And then... Wouldn't you be nine months? You're not one yet. Well, I'm one because it's like... I, mean, I guess it depends so how long months. you're in your dad's ball bag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How That's long? true. How long was I in my dad's ball bag? Depends on when he jerked off previously. Depends on how recently he had jerked off... Or, or made love or, to my or mother. made love to your mother um, before you were uh, conceived. Um, as yeah, far as it, I know... Does, they, does it blow everything hold on, from I'm going to send a quick email to dealing with... <laughs> I don't... I, yeah. <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> How long was I in Dad's ball bag? Please answer. <laughs> uh, how frequently did Father masturbate <laughs> yeah. back in 1991? Probably not oh, that 1990, much. actually. Back in the yeah, back in the early 90s, at the turn of the uh, turn of the that decade. Yeah, going to town. I mean, hey, new new decade, new me. I plan on doing a lot of stuff in 2020 that I didn't do this last 10 years. Masturbate, <laughs> like masturbate. I you mean, should get on that, Matt. It's it's a good time. So here's the thing. I just never learned how. Well, I, you did say like penis tongs or whatever. So yeah, my pecker tongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the phrase. I, I never learned how. I just kind of, kind of did it once. It's like kind of start rubbing yourself. When you're like, wait, that kind of felt. Cool. Oh, I just always scream at it until something happens. Ah! <laughs> just be something, and then it, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. That's actually personal. Yeah, I, I don't know why you just yell yeah, at it. I just yell, who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> I just talk to it in Drew voice. Yeah. <laughs> that, all, that would work from my experience. You guys think Derek's taking a shit? I think he might be. That's, Maybe. That's it, fun. He was looking at his phone a lot, like he was getting a phone call, but that might have just been a cover. Oh, yeah. So you look at your phone three times. What like, is your oh, best I cover gotta... for like you really had to poop? Like, There's like a story where like you're in a group of people, you're hanging out. And like you're about to explode, and you're like, I gotta go do something because you're about to shit yourself, or work, or something like that, right? Mm. I think I've honestly always been pretty candid about having to shit. Um, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll flower up the language a little bit if I'm at like somewhere where there's customers, be like, oh, I'm gonna dip in the back for a couple minutes, 
Then you wink at them, give a little teensy. And then I'm pantomime shit flying out of my asshole. Um, I, I only, this is my go-to excuse for everything in life, being a type 1 diabetic. I just say, I gotta go deal with blood sugar stuff. Oh, no one's gonna question that. Never. Never. <sighs> you know, that works really well. Yeah, sometimes I just kind of disappear. I, I do the whole, like, Houdini, I call it. Yeah. You just kind of, like, disappear, and then all of a sudden you're just back, and you're like, Speaking what? of which. That's weird. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes that'll happen, too, where I just assume if I'm gone, people are like, where's Matt? Oh, he's probably just pooping. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I had a shit in, like, an RKO. No, it's okay. It's all right. We we we'll fill that. We fill the air. Don't don't eat uh, just McDonald's chicken nuggets and French fries and nothing else all day. Yeah, I would do it. Jenna got McDonald's before um, I came here. I'm like, oh, it smells good, but I don't want to put that in my tummy right before I have to sit and talk. Yeah. It's just easy to eat while I'm driving. It is. No, I get it. I understand. I completely understand. And it's chicken nuggets. They're, they're cool. They're cool as hell. Anyway, why were you yelling? Oh, they, oh, we're talking oh, about masturbating. That's how Matt masturbates. He yells oh. at his, his dink. I yell at my dink until something happens. Nice. That'd be cool. Yeah. Except my roommates wouldn't like it. Well, It'd be too loud. It's oh. your house. Yeah. Who? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the homeowner here? <laughs> I'm yeah. not that shitty of a landlord. I'm just, you're not a <laughs> landlord at all. No, living with Derek's pretty great, except at night. <laughs> he just yells at his dick. <laughs> you're a good dick. Nice. <laughs> Just come. <laughs> do it already. Shoot that silly white stuff. I gotta go to bed. Just do it already. At first, I thought he was talking to somebody, but no, nope. <laughs> nope. he's screaming nope. at his dink. <laughs> All right, let's get into some wrestling. We we yeah. filled we filled the void. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hold on. When when you're born, <laughs> when you're born, wrestling. Wait, 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 wait. Are you are you one or are you zero? Oh, when you're born. Yeah. Are you? Should you be one or I know or is zero? When you're born, you're nothing, because babies are fucking stupid, and they don't know shit. Okay, okay. Babies don't know okay. shit. Well, that's true. But I, actually, the one thing they probably do know is shit. That's yeah. <laughs> and that's cr- true. And cry and sleep. Um, Same. You're zero. Me. But it should be one, I think. No, you don't come out. <laughs> yeah, we wow. Oh, Derek said come. <laughs> no potty talk. Uh, I learned. To the notes for another podcast. Oh, that's already been. Um, that's why I yelled fuck at the beginning. <laughs> You don't. I've already pondered how much my father masturbated <laughs> earlier when you were shitting. You don't. Exit, and how long do you live in the ball bag? You don't exit the womb with any experience. But your age isn't determined by the amount of experience well, you have. Numbers is zero. No. Numbers start at zero. No. Numbers is I zero. Mean, Sounds like it'd be te- like a Devil Wars Prada cur- song title. It does. <laughs> Technically, not. Real, the mathematical idea of real numbers, I believe, actually do start at one. And so. well, that's how they do aren't real, and that's how they do it in Korea. Babies are like little fucking aliens; they're just like moving around. All Babies are one when they're born. I just this learned. is America, goddammit. it! <laughs> in America, when you're born, you're zero. I'm proud Nothing. to be an American. You gotta, you gotta prove you can last in this world. <laughs> I actually heard this crazy thing before we get into wrestling that the reason babies come out all fucking puny and worthless is because of how we evolved, and we're not supposed to be like stand-up creatures uh like when we give birth or we women or you know i don't know birth givers but uh arnold schwarzenegger yes that that one um Mm -hmm. yeah but like uh because the way we evolved that the hips don't hold the baby as long and then so when the baby comes out it's like not as developed as it would have been had it been more the bot the the carrier's body i think we should come out like horses yeah like horse babies are, are half horse Well, I would love that because then I wouldn't be such a worthless pile of trash when I was born. (laughs) Just crying. 
Sounds like me when I'm 30. <laughs> Not being able to walk and crying. <laughs> wrestling. Wrestling. This is yeah. a wrestling show. Yeah. So it's like, the end of the decade. It's the end of the decade, end of the year. We're just going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Our favorite stuff from the years past, from the year past. Yes. This was planned out. Let's get <clears throat> into it. Yeah, yeah. Should we just, should we keep the, 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 should we broaden the scope early or just talk about this yeah, year? Let's, let's talk about this year. Let's start, let's start with the year, then we'll dive into the decade. Yeah. Uh, let's start with favorite matches. Favorite matches. Yeah. Off the top of my head, it was uh, Strike Your Dome. Strike anywhere. Kenny Omega versus Hiroshi Tanahashi from Wrestle Kingdom. It yeah. seems like it was a thousand years ago. Yeah. But that was the beginning of this year. It yeah. was a fantastic match. Literally, we know how much the wrestling landscape would change about 12 months later. Yeah, for real. For real. I, yeah, I was thinking about it. Like, the one, and I think we talked about it a few episodes ago. Like, Cody versus Dustin had, like, that emotional level to it that I yep. was, like, really, really, really into. Um, pretty much every match that Adam Cole has had yeah. in the best of the year. Mm-hmm. And both of his matches with the Gargano were, like, oh, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I made a list because they I like That's a good call. Um, so my five for this year, well, previously my number five was, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan, um, which happened at Survivor Series in November of last year. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, that doesn't count, uh, but that match must've been very memorable and good to me. Uh, so these are mine. They're pretty. He kicked him in the dink real hard. Yeah. Pretty specific to my, my tastes. Uh, the halftime heat show. Uh, Ricochet, Alistair oh, Black, yeah. and Dream versus Adam Cole, Gargano, and Champa. Um, where they had a PWG match. Yeah, yeah. Just in the middle of the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros at Double or Nothing. Great. Uh, Cody versus Dov- Dustin at Double or Nothing. Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae at Takeover Toronto. Mm-hmm. My two, two of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Uh, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano at Takeover Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, even as recently as one of the, my favorite matches of this year did happen very recently when it, with Rhea and Shayna. Because mm-hmm. it was just like the thing of like, oh, fuck. The other one that I could really think off the top of my head would be Walter and Tyler Bate. Yep, yep. Mm, that yeah. one's up there for <laughs> that me. One's, yeah. yeah, right up there. That might be my favorite. I think that's number two for me. and or No, that's number three because Cole Gargano for the title. That was really, really good. Um, th- that takeover was it whatever New York or whatever mm-hmm. took over Brooklyn, whatever they called it. Um, that one was great, especially because it's that two out of three falls, and you haven't you don't hear that groundswell of like when somebody gets like one, two, three, then it's like ah, like yeah, and it just like you don't get that anymore. And then like when Champa came out and like they had this that real moment of like friends, mm-hmm. it's like fuck, we didn't get to finish our story the way we wanted to, but here we are. Yeah. Uh, that was just fantastic. And also, Adam Cole is just so fucking... What a good fucking heel. Yeah, yeah. for real. And the most well-timed super kicks. Mm-hmm. Like, when he does it to people in midair, it's my favorite thing in the world. He's good as hell. Um. All right. That's it for matches. I thought that would last longer. Um, um, yeah, we'll probably think of more. Well, no, I mean, if you guys want to keep talking about more matches, I can. Oh, yeah. I mean, like Osprey versus Okada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this year, as much of a shit person as William uh, Ocean. Delano Osprey, Ocean Spray, <laughs> um, dude had a fucking like, like a breakout year. Yeah. Like his run in the G1 was fantastic with the matches with like Okada and everybody. But then also in the best of the Super Juice, that final match with Shingo Takage was fucking. 
fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like name somebody that like put on the that that many caliber of matches. Like even him versus Amazing Red at Defy. Go out of your way to watch that one. Uh, when I was just at Warrior Wrestling, that match was fucking fantastic. And it was Amazing Red and Will Ospreay versus Rascals and Rocky Romero was also there. Fuck. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, Candice versus EO, a takeover. Mm-hmm. That's like, that That actually might be my favorite match of the year. Yeah, like, it's number two on my list. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, and then like getting more into like the Walter versus Tyler Bate, like they kind of redone the David and Goliath thing. It's like they set a new blueprint for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially because they showed off how Tyler is a real big, strong boy. Yeah. And he then is. also Walter is just a bigger, stronger boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Frightening man. He will hurt you. Um, also, Walter versus Dunn was this year, mm-hmm. too. That oh, was, yeah, that was a takeover in Chicago? Uh, New York. That was in New York. That's when he won. Yeah. Fuck. Walter had some really good big matches. Also, Pete Dunn mm-hmm. is fantastic. Uh, when Kofi won the title, I mean, mm-hmm. that was a. I mean, the match itself was really good, but that, that moment was like, mm-hmm. you know, just one of those really standout ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got, kind of same with even like the main event of WrestleMania. Like, it wasn't, you know, the women's match. Like, it wasn't like. It wasn't as good a match as if it was just Charlotte and Becky, probably. Yeah. You know? But um, yeah, like Ronda added like you know the main event feel to it and just like the importance of it. It like felt big. Man, my timeline is off because I thought Ronda was gone before Daniel Bryan came back. Uh, almost two years. <laughs> my ago. brain is broken. Ronda showed up about the same time that he came back. I yeah. I also have zero concept of when things happen. <laughs> yeah, their first matches back were the same show. Yeah, yeah. Ron, Ronda's debut in that tag match, and then Brian's tag match against with, with, Shane. with Shane. Oh yeah, huh. the same weird bad WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. That okay. is wild. Okay. Mm. Um, Oscar versus Becky at the Rumble last year. Also, like, mm-hmm. I think one that's easy to forget because so much has happened since then. Yeah. But that was great. Also, like, just Kofi's entire run up to Mania, like the, the Gauntlet match and Elimination Chamber, were mm-hmm. both like fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's move on to uh, Wrestler of the Year. I have a list of five. Okay. Highly personal. Yeah. Number five is uh, Orange Cassidy, of course. Uh, four is Candice, Lorray. Three is Io Shirai. I didn't think I would put this person above, but number two is Shayna Baszler. All right, I mm-hmm. think she had an insane year. Um, and number one is Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. Uh, so for NXT and uh, <laughs> one AEW, you can tell what I want. I I don't necessarily have a full. I mean, I could rattle some off, but there's like some like obviously like Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Uh. Was, I'm thinking of like wrestlers that I've really been able to kind of like sink my teeth into this year. Yeah, and I mean my list is similar. I mean Shayna Baszler's been around a lot longer, but this is the year I was just like like, like really oh, paying shit. attention. Yeah, and like yeah. on, for that reason too, like I think if in my head, our truth had one of the better years. That, that because, is very true, actually. Yeah. Like, Dude. but if you think about like you think about where his career was like two years ago, and like the ascent, like the fact that like I mean wrestlers don't have to be necessarily like the top of the card guy. They don't necessarily need to be, you know, that, that to be like very important and to now a wrestling like, company. And that was like a 25 time, 24 seven title. He is yeah, now, older. he just actually technically passed edge as the most decorated WWE wrestler <laughs> of all time. It doesn't quite count the same because of the, the 24 seven title, but yeah. 
It's all predetermined, but uh, it counts. Uh, yeah, so our truth has had a fucking stellar year. Obviously, Adam Cole. Um, dude, I don't like. Yeah, it's hard to come with come up with just five. Mm. EO for sure, because mm-hmm. it's just like I at the beginning of the year was really unfamiliar. I mean, like, and then like <clears throat> Kofi. If you think about like Kofi had a really good beginning year. of like 2019. Like he what like he was you know part of the new day. It's a really huge spot and stuff like that. And but you know he's tag team guy. And then the, like January first, twenty nineteen, nobody would ever like you wouldn't. No one would believe you. Like oh, Kofi's gonna have the WWE title this year. Let yeah, alone for like have, half like, the year that moment and then carry it for half the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So like as far as like kind of you know an ascent within one year, it's hard to beat that and there's like little like i have like miniature ones that pop up where i'm like well like buddy murphy has had a stellar like couple months mm. i mean year i guess in 205 he's had a good year never mind mm. he's up there like mustafa has shown himself to be uh, super great for him but yeah. he's had like almost one of the most like heartbreaking years where yeah. it's like oh it should have been you a couple times yeah and then also like even though like it's you know still a little up in the air how well it's gonna last but like fucking bray wyatt for like the reinvention that he did to make himself relevant again. Like, yeah, yeah. He was nothing at the beginning of last year. He was literally not around. Like, yeah. he had been off TV since, like, he, he and Matt Hardy's, like, tag team broken up. Like, he was doing the, nothing. The leader of worlds? Yeah, he was doing nothing. They have, what, like, two matches? They're the champions. They were, yeah, oh. they were the champions. Oh, well, but then one of them got, Matt, I think, got really injured for a while. Mm-hmm. So oh, man, leave it to Matt. Leave it to a Matt to get ruined things, get injured. Whatever. <sighs> Matt's make things better. <laughs> um, it's hard to say like somebody had like a, it was a great wrestler too without just bringing up Okada. Mm. Oh, yeah. That yeah. motherfucker is just like since like becoming like one of the top guys in New Japan since like, you know, 2013. Um, every single year he's just there. Except for the year he like decided to bring a balloon. That was <laughs> that was great too cuz yeah. like he needed to not be He did. right there for a minute like to make it special again when he came back. And he brings yeah. back those thighs and you're like, "Oh yeah, there's Vacation it is. Okada." Yeah. But um Okada just again, this match after match, like great G1, uh that win he had in uh the Garden, which Ring of Honor <laughs> decided that they didn't want to be a promotion anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and New Japan's like, "Oh, this is how you fucking do it." Um, he's fantastic. Like Jay White was having still good matches, not as high profile. I mean, the return of Kenta from um Hideo Tommy, right? Like him being able to put on some really good matches and not like fall apart. Yeah, I mean, and and then two things like John Moxley, the fucking year that that guy's had. Yeah, like the six months that Mox had. Yeah, <laughs> and then um again like Shingo Takagi, mm-hmm. like going into new japan doing the best of super juniors doing the g1 like shingo takagi's had a fantastic year and ocean spray as well like yeah mm-hmm. and then obviously like my wrestler of the year is adam cole oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that dude like in every single situation stepped up and like knocked it out of the park every single time his promo work is unreal it, it, it seems believable, seems real. He just seems like a cocky shit, and it all comes out like, okay, he's probably this cocky. Mm-hmm. Um, his wrestling's fantastic. He's like a slimy, like good-looking shit bag heel. 
Yeah. With his shitbag buddies, they're just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and when he was called upon to fucking wrestle Debra, he was out there and he didn't look like it was a developmental guy wrestling a former champion. It was like, oh, this guy's a fucking star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think as far as like maybe to like. And him and Pete Dunne stole Survivor Series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Keith Lee. The, like, not like there's like a most improved category, mm-hmm. but somebody who went from some like. Had had a huge growth spurt, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like Bianca Belair has mm-hmm. had, like at the She's beginning better of, this year. Yeah, well, because at the beginning of the year is just like, oh, I don't know, you know, like she's super strong and that's cool. And now it's like her character work does seem great in the ring. She's really mm-hmm. fun to that, watch. That Shayna match she had was really really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone that I don't think they're the best wrestler by any means, but they're like my favorite less wrestler that I became familiar with this year is Janela. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. just knowing that Janela exists <laughs> has made me very happy this year. That is how I feel about Orange Cassidy. <laughs> I just, I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, I pulled up some some quick statistics just talking about great matches this year. Pew, okay. pew, quick uh, stats. Uh, so there's a, a few people who had, a couple people had three five-star plus matches. It was Abushi and Takagi both had three. Then Okada had four. Will Ospreay had five fucking five star plus matches this year. Oh yeah, like that's wild. Um, I think I oh, mean some some of it is like Meltzer's you know preferences and stuff like that. Like that's you know that plays a part of it, but it's still under when you watch those matches, matches like, are okay. I yeah. get it. It's it's less that those ma- like it's not that those matches didn't deserve them. It's sometimes other matches should and they're just not his taste. Mm-hmm. Like. He had, I found this. He hasn't given a women's match a five star rating since 1995. Oh. Um, and there's been a, a few that are worthy of that. But like, if you're comparing then, everyone but... to Kira Hokuto, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, the women today are incredible. Derek's yeah. wrestler I mean, of the year is Akira Hokuto. <laughs> I mean, Sa- Sasha and Bailey is a from Takeovers a five star match. That one know. should be that one should be a five star match. Yeah. Um. Also, women's war games. That was. Oh yeah, Buck Wild. Like such yeah, a good match. the men's one got a five star this year, but that one did. it got it four four point five, but it still did okay. better than the women's. Which... And I, was, I actually gave it the exact same ratings he did to Nello, and he asked me like, I was like, all right, like four two five women, four five. Only reason why is because on the women's one, it was just having to set up a lot of stuff, and that just because there's only two people there, yeah, and like they were trying to get each shield, like you need to get your shit in, you need to get your shit in, which is great. But then it like it, it kind of takes you out for just a little bit where like you get the other two people you can leave bullshit and like do some like call it brethren you know choking gouging mm-hmm. punching in the corner and then you move over to the other one like oh shit what's happening here yeah. that's the only reason why mm-hmm. that's where it lost up mm-hmm. it's all like in weird pacing stuff for me but mm-hmm. it's also because like when I watch wrestling like because I watch that match back to kind of give it more of a like well, let's see what like really it is weird pacing stuff gets me a lot. I can yeah, see that. That makes sense. I'm a fucking nerd when it comes mm-hmm. to it. <laughs> um, also, um, it's like the most recent one to get five stars and is super worth it is um, David Starr versus Jordan Devlin. Oh, yeah. OTT. Um, that match is f- fucking phenomenal. Like, both of them are are really, really great. And Jordan Devlin doesn't get to showcase it as much in NXT UK. But, like, if you watch his other stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, when he won um, the OTT. It was OTT that he beat Walter... For the title, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is the, the biggest, probably the biggest crowd pop of the year. So, like that was that was wild. His match with uh, Jordan Devlin versus Finn at that UK takeover mm-hmm. was really fun. That this was really year. good. 
Finn versus baby Finn. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched uh, Furious Six today, and uh, God, I forget his first name. Uh, Deckard Shaw is Jason Statham. Uh, his brother, um, <laughs> looks a lot like Finn Balor. Luke Evans looks oh. like Finn Balor. <clears throat> Um, also the fuck the no DQ big boy match from the last NXT UK takeover. Can't think of either of the guy's names in it. Mastiff right and uh, Mastiff. Oh, it's Mastiff and uh, fucking what's his Is it Joe Coffee? Was it Joe Coffee? He's a big boy. Yeah, he's yeah. thick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that match was really fucking the one that good too. It had like cinematic ass camera like <laughs> shots in it too. Yeah, yeah that was. And they fun. broke the ring ropes within the first few seconds of the match. That's right. And then also the tag match from that. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, was really good. Made me like fucking Welsh gross pop punk boy a little bit. <laughs> Yay! For a moment. That was a great match. That was a great match. Mark Andrews is he's, he's fine. He's good. He's good. Mm. Also, the ladder tag match from NXT oh, the Takeover yeah. Twenty Five. The just train wreck of the ladder that, match. The, oh, my, where Bobby and Kyle were dying. Yeah, the entire and time. Street <laughs> Profits won, and that was another huge. Just like, oh proud yeah, pop. yeah. yeah. Um, I know this is probably not on the list. Who are some of your breakout performers of the 2019 year? Because you just brought up Street Profits, who mm-hmm. kind of out of nowhere, like really shot up the card. Yeah, because they were always like their personality was fun and stuff like that. But then suddenly they were good in the ring. Like, yeah, out of nowhere. It helps kind of. that they went. They were went to evolve and were the tag champs mm-hmm. there and were like on every evolve show for like months. And then when they bring them back to TV, you're like. Oh, these guys can work now. Yeah, I would think maybe like Darby Allen. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that was the first thing I was gonna say. Um, I mean, it's recent for sure, but Rhea Ripley, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, even like EO for like her work her in heel America turn too. Yeah, like that's like got to a different level. And same with like Keith Lee. You know, Keith Lee for sure for me. Yeah, especially in the last few months, like that's where Keith Lee's got to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, I was yeah, Darby Allen is like one that comes to my hopefully like they keep going with it and not like weird like disappears for months and then yeah shows back up on the same show mjf yeah and i, I mean i was unfamiliar with him i was i think it's just because i've known who mjf is for a while so i'm like oh i know mjf yeah i was completely unfamiliar with the lucha bros and mm. so like mm-hmm. really they were new to me yeah. Oh, man. I, yeah i mean i was familiar with them i had not seen them work as a tag team nearly as much as i'd seen them both as singles yeah and, like, they're such a good tag team. They're a great tag team. I saw them with uh, fight Tommy Yen and Chris Hero, and oh, that was yeah. fucked. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to like this person at all, but I the do. pro wrestling story. <laughs> Cameron Grimes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah. I love Trevor. I Lee. don't yeah. like. I don't. I just something about him makes me dislike him, but he's uh, so good. Yeah, he's so I mean, fucking good. He's the Bayou magician. It's yeah. not. It's he, not that I don't like his character. It's just that there's something about it that rubs me the wrong way. It <laughs> feels like he should be problematic, and he has been in the past. But actually, oh, okay. he had better, like one of the better apologies for it. Like actually said, like yeah, what I said was shitty. Not like oh, I'm sorry if you were offended. Like. Uh, it, yeah, it, like yeah. said, like oh, I, I said shitty stuff, and I've learned a lot like mm-hmm. since then. Yeah, because it was like a bunch of like old tweets that surfaced, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Listen, like I was X amount years old. I'm sorry. Like, it was really shitty. I shouldn't have said it. Not uh, like so you're offended, you fucking snowflake. Get over yeah. it. Um. Also, who's like can't be heels yeah. anymore? <laughs> um. Oh my god, my brain is dying. Our um time splitter boy. Oh yeah, Sheeta. Like you know, he's had like. You know, he got that injury and stuff, so it hasn't been quite the run. But just seeing how he translated to America and NXT, like, is 
really cool, like, because it's it works. Like, it doesn't. It felt like he was one of those guys that felt like it could work or it could, like, maybe not. It totally works. Like, and that's mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and his match with Walter was really fucking good. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Angel Garza. Oh and, yeah, and and oh, Umberto yeah. Carrillo. Umberto Carrillo. People both. just know mm-hmm. like real feeling like idea of them that much you know like umberto had had a few like tag squat job matches yeah because he was always teamed with um raul mendoza yeah and then all of a sudden it's like hey you're on 205 live now and just because and then all of a sudden you're like oh this this kid's good Mm. then like moved up and everything and then same with like angel garza got signed did the uh the tournament the breakout stars tournament and then people just started liking him then him and leo rush put on those great matches and he's just been putting on everything and really that dude's gonna. That dude's gonna be a star, yeah. handsome guy, and this is a big thing for Vince. But he can speak English well, mm-hmm. and he's in classes. Mm-hmm. Um, he rips off his pants. And that's always a good yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. So I would say those guys are like breakout performers, and also the comeback of Leo Rush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, um, wanted something that fucked I'm me up recently. I found out that Angel Garza's uh, real first name is Umberto. Oh, that's fucked. That's fucking confusing. Yeah, and, his, right? and his cousin is Umberto Correa. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my biggest discovery this year was the Karahoka. <laughs> yeah, what's a what's a discovery you guys made this year of like of wrestlers or wrestling or anything like that? Um, for me, uh, I discovered how much I love and have a like spiritual <laughs> connection to deathmatch wrestling. Yep. Uh, where I I just see something in it that makes me real happy. Um. Oh, also for breakout, uh, your shirt. Oh, fucking... J- Jungle Jack. Yeah, Jungle Boy. Jungle Jack Perry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, he, I, I'm, I'm so excited to see what Jungle Boy ends up doing, uh, probably like in this next year because he is really like talented as a pro wrestler, and he's just like he's got that boyish charm too. Yeah, Jungle Jack, and he helps that he's hanging out with a dinosaur. Yeah, I'd like to see him in a promotion where maybe they pushed him the right way or uh, made had some cohesive story. Well, or we'll something. see. Maybe twenty. Maybe the new new decade, new age. Oh yeah, we gotta wait. The women are coming in twenty twenty. Yeah, we gotta wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other discoveries from anybody? I'm, uh, I'm or, trying to think of any, and I almost can't think of any. I almost feel like I'm like. I know what I like. That's why know? I'm asking. That's why I'm asking the question, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, like I've already known yeah, everyone. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I already said all of mine. So. Yeah, I and I, I'm sure some will come to mind later, but I'm blanking on them. Yeah. Uh, what about moments this year that happened? Um, there's a video of when Kofi Kingston won the title, and it was MVP and Shad Gaspard, mm. uh, formerly of Crime Time, and they are watching and they're crying and they teared up and they hugged each other. They're like. They fucking did it. Like they did it. Like yeah, that's it's awesome. like they they let him win. Like they they gave him the title. Like you could just see like these like almost like proud dads. Like yeah, they had to work hard. I mean, Crime Time's gimmick was that they were fucking like black street hooligans. Mm-hmm. They were hoodlums. Yeah, that was their fucking mm-hmm. thing, and that's what they were saddled with. They only be pushed so far. And at one time they were John Cena's friends, and that's as far as that they got. And John Cena wrote like JBL is poopy on a limo. Cool. <laughs> I mean that's fun. Mm-hmm. But um, that's what the, he was given. And, like, MVP was a sports guy because you can be a sports guy if you're black. Yeah. Right. But then they got to see Kofi win, somebody that's been – that they were there with, that they they would have known, that they – known to put in the work and just, like, seeing, like, he got to break through everything like that. And, and then he was like, the fucking guy. And, like, how in their time someone, like, 
Kofi Kingston, it was like unimaginable that he would win the title. He was the smiling, happy black guy. Yeah. That yeah. was his. That was. They even say it on the New Day's podcast, like there was a, only a few roles, and they told Xavier Woods, "Well, you already have a smiling, happy. Yeah. Guy. We have a Kofi. Mm-hmm. What are you going to be?" And then he was going to be the dancing guy, but yeah. then they gave it to someone else. Like, gave it to Brodus Clay because there can only like these are just like the kind of age old racist like caricatures of black people, uh-huh. you know, like mm-hmm. smiling and dancing, like. And shit like that. And, you know, to see that they let Kofi be Kofi without falling back on any of those things whatsoever. And they, like, they went all the way with it. Like, mm-hmm. they, once that, like, they decided, okay, we're going to pivot. Daniel Bryan, fucking the best dude. Um, even They've even said he went up to bat for Kofi. It's like, no, this is hot. We're doing this with Kofi. That's who I'm dropping the title to. Mainly, like, Daniel Bryan himself wanted to make sure and give him that. So, yeah. like, that video of them and then just, like, the moment in general of Kofi Mania, even if it got taken in a shitty way, if we look at it just in that moment, what, like, that, that like, to me, that's the best thing in 2019. Hmm. Like, mm-hmm. wrestling aside, like, like, great matches, seven stars, fucking six and a half, whatever stars matches, like, that moment was fucking real. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to think if it was... At the beginning of this year, and not like mom, I the when Roman Reigns came out and said he had cancer. Oh, then when he came back, when he was, came back, and then when yeah, he came yeah. back. So I don't know if his when he said he had to step away, if that was I, technically I think that was 20, in 2019. That, that was twenty eighteen. It was like the tail end, right? Yeah. But like either either way, that whole thing just because of how much one that it changed everything for Roman. But it really, I like those moments that really break down those like break the walls down. That uh, break the walls down. Mm-hmm. I like those moments. Wait, what? What is it? I like the moments that break the walls down. Oh, break yeah. down the wall. Um, and like that. It's so just to be like, like see like realness in there. And then his return was such a good feeling as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and he wasn't being pushed like he was anymore. And people like him. I think have they already turned on him? No, no, oh, no. He got dog. He's, he's eating just get, dog food. Yeah, he's now. just getting people, dog food smeared all people over. People are really tired of the story, but yeah, it's, like you. In the past, before before all that happened, people would have been bl- blaming Roman for this story being bad. Yeah. yeah. Like, God. and it's obviously not his fault. Like, <laughs> and I think that, like, it's cool to see pe- people genuinely appreciate his work, I think, now, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, another moment is just the first Fiend match. Like, that was, like, one of the most, like, because it was so different than anything we'd gotten in yeah. so long. And, yeah. it, like, I remember, like, being like legit, having legit like goosebumps for that entrance and stuff like that. Like, well, and not only the match, but like the Firefly Funhouse stuff, mm-hmm. like the beginning of all of that, and how slowly they built it. I remember that the and fir- it paid off. The first, first little vignette that we got with the buzzard, I was like, "What the fuck is this? Yeah. This looks so bad. Like, this is going to be terrible." And then, like, I, I just didn't get it right at first like oh obviously it's bray wyatt like the buzzard thing but like mm-hmm. um as soon as people said that i was like oh no i felt so worried for him but then like every week it was something slightly different mm-hmm. like that they added to it's like oh like this is what like this is actually kind of working i'm into this you know and then when they like they took forever to show the fiend mm-hmm. and it the payoff was it worked i mm-hmm. think and like the wrestling styles differently. They have a an actual monster now. Um, yeah, like you, you know. I think we're in a weird spot where, in you know, six months we could be like, oh man, wasn't that great when the fiend was still working? Or yeah. it could be like, oh shit, they kept things fresh. You know, 
we're in a weird it, spot it, right yeah, now. It yeah, totally but is. like in the beginning, like it was done really well. Yeah. And just like the music with the head lantern. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool visual. Mm. Like Finn's reaction of, like to it really helps sell that moment. Yeah. Um Finn's heel turn. Uh, Finn showing up in NXT. Yeah. Like that was a very surprising moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, NXT going live on Wednesday nights was huge. <laughs> Uh, for all of that, just because it's like, I don't know, one, I don't know, that, I guess as far as, like, moments of 2019 is the birth of AEW, mm-hmm. uh, the birth of the Wednesday Night Wars, mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, like, that's just, like, who would have fucking thunk, you know? Yeah, yeah, but back to, back to Finn, like, his heel turn was great. It was mm-hmm. really well done. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's still being great. Like, yeah, you don't, you still don't know... Because he's not really aligned with anyone, mm. like you don't. But he's like tricking everyone. He's like, "Oh, I'll be on your side for now." Yeah, yeah. Or just second. like, he's like, "I'm not aligning myself with anybody." Uh, yeah, but you know, whatever. Uh, I in speaking of heel turns, I got Bailey's heel turn on my list. That was cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just because it's like they're doing something different with her, and like she's like one of the like out of the four horsewomen, like she's one of the like, better wrestlers. I think mm-hmm. she's probably the best in ring worker for yeah. sure. Like, and it's. Maybe translated the least to success, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, but um, yeah. the video where she stabs the the tube man oh, and that, that kid starts crying. That's that's, a, that's that's one of the greater videos of 2019. Yeah, yeah. And the, and then one of the other big moments for me was, I don't need a partner, I don't need a friend, I need my older brother. brother. Yeah, that was fucking phenomenal, especially being there. Yeah, yeah. like feeling it, like. Tears welling up, like I got. Oh, I got. I was fucking tearing up for sure. I mean, being at double nothing in general is a moment on my list. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. Yeah, those guys are on my list. (laughs) Ted and Jimmy. You just made the list. Oh yeah, meeting Ted. (laughs) Oh fuck. Meeting a uh, Jimmy Ted Teddy Hart Jimmy Havoc. Oh yeah, that was your weekend. That's weird. Um. (laughs) Yeah, meaning Teddy Hart, that was just a <laughs> surreal moment. It's like, I don't want to talk to this dude. I don't know what to say. But um, I would say, like, being a double or nothing is also just a, a fantastic. Because, um, like, when John Moxley showed up there, like, the fucking place went off. Um, when Bret Hart showed up there, I went off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a great moment. Yeah, and right. then when Bret Hart was leaving, he went off the stage. <laughs> Everybody was going off. Oh man! Everybody got off, and then I mean, yeah, that was I, that was an incredible experience. Uh, and then the uh, suburban fight yep, show that Derek and I went to afterwards was yeah. one of the the wrestling highlights. That was my favorite show I've been to and I've watched this year. I I, I had think a blast it was because I was there. Yeah, um, but that's how I want to watch wrestling. Well, and then like that moment specifically, it's like from when we saw that show to now, how much more familiar I am with all the guys that we saw there. Yeah. Like, like okay, Marco like, Stunt and Orange Marco Cassidy Stunt. fought each other. Yeah, Nick Gage, Priscilla Kelly, uh, Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh man, that was a fucking blast. Yeah, but, Nick Gage, unsung hero of 2019. <laughs> yeah, he's a, a draw baby in independent wrestling, gang affiliated. Yeah, MDK <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Uh, the la- the only other thing I had was uh, a little bit of the bubbly. That was a little moment. <laughs> it was a it it, 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 had it died so mo- quick, but it was really it was so fun for just like that week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. a good week. Yeah. Um, what are some hopes and dreams? Oh, for I was gonna t- add oh. one more moment, and this is like 
almost like oh hold on i got a moment too mine's dumb and we'll laugh at it for two seconds it's when they had the brawl on the go home to wrestlemania and they were like ronda becky and the cops and then (laughs) for some reason like that car crashes into the other one and ronda's in the front seat but she's oh yeah it's like wait where were you gonna go (laughs) (laughs) she was like kick they were kicking each other in yeah. the back of the car yeah yeah but like just her like the picture of her in the front seat with the car that moved it's like wait how are you gonna drive what, anywhere what, what was your plan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a fucking moment right there yeah yeah um i was gonna say um a, a moment for us but we did our first live show this year and that was oh, like yeah really great. like maybe we do true. another one mm-hmm. no we're we're doing it uh, maybe first and and for now only live show yeah. yeah maybe we'll do another one in 2020 yeah maybe yeah maybe we'll do maybe. two of them okay maybe uh, that's ooh, ambitious okay. i don't know you can tell by our all our like reactions to that that that's the one that is <laughs> uh, what maybe if we, the lie no we do it like um like how bands do it where it's like I, i'm gonna break off solo and go do my own uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm oh, gonna... the good the good math shows coming yeah my name is Math, and I'm here to talk about wrestling. <laughs> um, wrestling. Um, <laughs> when I say wrestle, you say ing. Wrestle? Ing. Thank you. <laughs> That's the show. What are some hopes and dreams for 2020? Uh, JR stops talking. <laughs> private party gets better or goes away. Uh, oh, they already have gone away. Um, Trent, champion. Ooh, champ Trent. Uh, I mean, yeah, for AEW, uh, 2020, gotta wait for it, but the women are coming. Uh, I really fucking hope so. Um, I do really hope that AEW just gets a cohesive sort of, like, ball rolling. I hope they hire a writer or someone to put things together, make it cohesive. Um, yeah, and I don't know, I do hope that, like... So I saw that, uh, was it as of next year, New Japan's not going to be streaming in the U.S.? No, they're not going to be on On, Access. On on TV. Oh, okay. I was like, I hope that gets sorted out. (laughs) But if we could still watch it, whatever. Any other hopes and dreams for NXT, for WWE? Um, I I just hope NXT gets left alone. Um, Like, it's a well-oiled machine, and I don't i'm not sick of it yet it's not boring it's people i love um and i i want them to get paid more if they get paid differently on the other two shows but like i want them to stay and i would like to see keith lee hold the title yeah um i don't know i i kind of want i'd like a big long feud with him and riddle yeah i want keith lee to move up the main roster. I mean, I feel like that's probably more likely because I feel that he would be fine there. He could be. He would be used well. He's one of the ones that would be safe. He had the biggest pop. Vince like, loves him. Walter got done dirty, and no one gave a shit at at Survivor Series, but everyone loved Keith Lee. Yeah, mm. the, the coming out. Vince McMahon said, is "The not Vince McMahon said, but like the word on the street is Vince McMahon's two guys were Matt Riddle and Keith Lee." Yeah, which when you ah, see chosen that, bros, <laughs> well, yeah. one of one of them pinned Randy Orton. The other one was in there last with like Roman. So, yeah. well, you and, could you could tell and that Vince, like those are guys that he liked. Vince loves a fighter. I mean, if Matt Riddle goes up this year or next year in twenty twenty, and Brock's still around, if Matt Riddle beat Brock Lesnar, that would be a big moment for yeah, me. That would be mm-hmm. great. 
I mean, it would make sense because they're both fighters, and Matt Matt Riddle knocked out a guy in uh, ten seconds. Fucking three seconds. broke his jaw in three places mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, Whatever. yeah. Rough. Disgusting. So, <laughs> oh God, dude, that video is so gnarly. Just the guy on the ground, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, more NXT. I mean, I want you and Candice to have Iron Man matches, guerrilla warfare fight, hour long, yeah. hour long classics. Um, I, I mean, I want Candice or EO or both, <laughs> not both, but I want Candice and EO to both hold the title. Um, I'm, like I think it. Be you know, it's going to be Tegan Knox. I, I, yeah. I, I would love for NXT to have a women's mid card belt. Just they, like how stacked their the roster is. is stacked. Like, or like have like the, the like the women's tag champs actually go there besides just like the one time. Yeah, yeah. But one thing I love about that is when wrestlers aren't wrestling for a title, it means something. Like, at least with with like Candice and Io, like their mm. match wasn't for a title, and it. It still meant something. There was so much story behind it. Um, I hope Alistair Black has a good 2020. Yeah, same. Um, Buddy Murphy, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was my favorite and match Mustafa, of the like, last pay-per-view. Um, I don't want to see Shane anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. As little McMahon on TV as possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, no. Kevin Owens and Vince can have stuff together all they want. It's I not like you said have that. sex together. <laughs> they can have sex together all they want. All they want. Um. I, oh, get over here, Kevin. Big hope for me. I'm going to wrap you up like a steak. For 2020, is just SmackDown to get better again? <laughs> SmackDown's awful. Fire Smackdown's, Bruce Pritchard. It's real what? bad right now. That's that what I want. That was supposed to be the the the, the big show. I, well, <laughs> knucklehead. Like, but that's the show where there's dog food being rubbed on somebody. It's bad right now. Dude, it's brute. I mean, like, Eric Bischoff, we were like, oh, this sucks. Oh, Bruce Pritchard, that's going to be great. Oh, this fucking sucks. This is really bad. It's really bad. Um, really, it's the big shoe. Um, I, I hope we get zero cuck angles in 2020. <laughs> I, I, I want, hope we get at least one. <laughs> I want no cuck angles. In I want the Mike and Maria one, like once she um, has the baby, has the kid, to come back and just like pick up, like they never were off TV. <laughs> mm. <It's> like, like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> She's just pushing a stroller. Everyone's like, "Did you have that already?" And they're like, "Shut up, <laughs> shut up." Where's my shitty husband? <laughs> I'm right here. You're not even a man. <laughs> Remember a couple weeks ago, or however long <laughs> it was, when. You lost to Ricochet. Do you remember when you pulled your pants down and it just looked like a Ken doll down there? You got nothing. Not like Matt. And then that's what Matt gets introduced. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I have a penis, but I don't. But I mean, it's adequate. <laughs> I don't. But I don't. I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> and she's like, shut up. Yes, you are. And it's, that's where Matt gets cucked by Maria. And that's where I make my debut. <laughs> Matt Canales. <laughs> um, yeah, Mike, like Maria and Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's the best. And then, oh, oh man, and me and Mike could be like the Cuck Brothers or something, and we start oh, our own tag and they wear, team. Like, the Gimp Mask, the yeah. Cuck Brothers versus the Sing Brothers. <laughs> I want Ginger to come back. I don't. I'm just kidding. I, I mean, okay, Ginger is one of those guys that like there have been these tiny moments of comedy with him. They're like, oh fuck, if I let me write for Ginger because I could make him so <laughs> funny because his like his delivery is so earnest. And like when he's being like when he's the butt of the joke, it's kind it's kind of great. Yeah. But like, man, they use him wrong. He's not good in the ring. It's true. Um, I want Corbin to be Brock, actually. <laughs> I want Corbin well, to stay where he's at. Corbin on top, twenty twenty. I want Corbin to like get fired. <laughs> Less Corbin is more Corbin, I think. 
I want him to. No, honestly, I just don't want to see him anymore. I think I'm he, so sick of him. Yeah, he needs he needs a break. Again, it sucks. Like, cause God, there's like for all for any positivity there is to have with him, they just like were like, oh no, that he's not getting over as as a heel enough. If if people appreciate anything he's doing, like during the King of the Ring stuff, his matches were pretty okay, and mm-hmm. they were like, I feel like using him right. And then immediately they're like, well, let's ruin that. Like, let's just make him the, like, focal point of everything. <sighs> Seriously. Um, it, from what I have been following on SmackDown, what I could hope for in 2020, uh, Otis and Mandy live sex show. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, somebody's got to do it. It's um, been a long time since we've had one. I'm coming! Tucky! Um, <laughs> Bring me rubber! I mean, <laughs> Edge is slated to come back, right? That's a rumor. That is a rumor. So... Maybe he'll do something good. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I hope that they use John Morrison well. Oh, oh yeah. Him. Wherever he pops because up. Because it is really easy to make him boring. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I hope The Undertaker doesn't wrestle. I want him to have his retirement match at WrestleMania. Against Corbin. I want it to be against one of two people. It's going to be against Corbin. Either they finally do the fucking Sting match, like 15 years too late. Or against Kane, where they both retire. Because yeah, when, like instead of passing the torch, that's so much better. And this and the brother story, end mm-hmm. it right there. Yeah, and like have them like fucking like burn the ring, and like they're both dead. I would be. I I do like that idea. I would um, love that. I hope that uh, CM Punk comes at WrestleMania and he wrestles. I hope he comes at his house. Let's hope he wrestles Steve Austin. It's the match we deserve. I think. I hope he comes on Steve Austin. I hope that CM Punk goes to AW. <laughs> Fuck, everything was there for him to go. Could have been. <laughs> he didn't mm-hmm. want to. Um, even if he wanted to. He wanted a big bag of money. He wanted, he wanted a big bag of money, and also I don't think they handled it right by talking about him all the time. So. <laughs> he gets yeah. pissed off when things aren't on his terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what a baby. Yeah, I hope Colt and Joey continue to be the biggest stars in the Indies. Except I'm pretty sure Colt might be going to all the light. Really? Yeah. Yeah, probably. That's where his friends are. That'd be mm-hmm. dope. But the young bucks love him. Like they owe a lot to him. And he is the best. Like mm-hmm. he is he works constantly. He's so I don't know. There's so much about Colt Cabana that I love. Yeah. Um Speaking of Joey, reminded me a big hope for 2020 is uh, Tessa Blanchard winning the Impact title. Yes. Mm. Also, big be... hope for 2020 is Impact, like not becoming the butt of the joke anymore. Mm. Because like they halfway deserve not to be anymore. They still do shit that's like, why? Why would you do that? But overall, it's not the old why would you do yeah. that anymore. It's not Kevin Nash coming and winning the fucking X Division championship, or even where they the were, days, brother, like. A year and a half ago when it was like you know the global force shit was happening and oh, like man. that was not that long ago like they've really Do y'all know that back. Kurt Hawkins and Trevor Lee were um like global force slash impact tag team champions you know that was a thing yeah. no I yeah. can't I get yeah. bored thinking about that being a thing but you know what you know what I hope happens 2020? I hope the XFL just fucking blows the fuck up. I mean, I kind of do too, because then Vince will be distracted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if the better the XFL does, the more Vince is going to focus on it, and mm-hmm. the more that's what I want. Good, we're probably going to get. That's what I want. Because mm-hmm. 
here's the thing with Pritchard. There's been moments where you can tell that he's good at certain things. Like he, pro- the first thing he produced back was the Batista like segment where he like dragged Ric Flair right out of his dresser dressing room and shit. Mm-hmm. There are things that he's really good at. The other, the thing that everyone says about him is he can like he is the one of the biggest yes men for mm-hmm. Vince, and, and also. Um, the, the, the compliment side of that, that people give him is that he under, like he can communicate with Vince better than almost anyone, but also knows when Vince's mind can't be made up or can't be changed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why he's stuck around, you know, and then come back multiple times and stuff yeah. like that. Um, just like hope that he doesn't have to deal with Vince and can use you know, the creative side that he's good at. I, I mean, I hope and so. And hopefully, you know, that that would be the hope. Yeah. yeah, like right now where SmackDown's at, it's like, this is fucking awful. I would honestly love a shoot interview with Corbin talking about this. It's like, do you like doing this? I think he likes the position. I mean, I think he likes the position he's in and that like he is absolutely, you know, a company dude. It's very clear. Well, very yeah, obvious. 100%. Um, and, and he's good at being a company dude. I mean... It's just that what they put him in doesn't... That's exactly... It's like he has the the parts to be really entertaining and fun to watch, but where it's at right now, it's, that's, it's hard to imagine. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, he could be... He's not bad in the ring. I mean, uh, he's not great. No, but... He, he says out of the room, I've got to step that... He has uh, he has a couple fun ones. He has cool two cool finisher two cool moves. He has a he has a few good moves. It's just that, and he looks pretty fluid in there. That doesn't make up for, uh, just not for everything else. Yeah, Eastside Baron Corbin's actually pretty good, huh? <laughs> um, yeah i <laughs> I would love Chuck and Trent to hold the tag titles. Um, I would love. Orange Cassidy to be used less and right. Um, I don't want too much of him. I want him to be. I don't know what I want because I don't know what he can do on TV. I want you uh, know. I want Jake Hager to go away. Yeah, I kind of want Chris Jericho to go away, even though I know it's not going to happen. I want Jericho to shut up for a second and just like <laughs> let the show breathe without him. It's in a weird point right now with AEW where it's like Jericho's not the champion. I don't know. Other than being like the leader of whatever circle, but then he's got I don't I don't know where it's gonna go I if think he loses if he that title. Loses the championship, then he he's kinda like a Who have they built up to be a fucking champion at this point though? Like Moxley? That's it. Yeah, Moxley. That's I think the Mo- only Moxley's, person Moxley's gonna beat him in February. Because like they killed Kenny. Mm-hmm. Oh, like Kill South Park. <laughs> <laughs> they killed <laughs> Hangman. You bastards. Cody can't win it. Like they don't have anybody else. Yeah, it's it's gonna be Moxley. They I really mean, cut their own or, fucking dink off. Or it could be Hiroshi Tanahashi. That'd <laughs> be Wardlow. That, I mean, that's wow. a new. I don't know if any of y'all saw that. That's now a stipulation on the the Wrestle Kingdom. No, show. I saw that. Um, if Jericho loses, Tanahashi gets an AEW title shot. The, oh wow! Apparently, the companies are um, not going to work together at all. Like, How does that? Because after that, like I don't know. But uh, the Bucks and Kenny feel really burned mm-hmm. by them, and then the new regime at New Japan's like, 
fuck y'all. Yeah. I mean, um, I can, I kind of understand where they're coming uh, from. I understand. God, this sucks, but I understand both sides. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, they kind of dicked New Japan. They did. Uh, so they don't really have a yeah, time. They right? dicked Ring of Honor. Mm. Yeah. Ring of Honor fucking like helped production and <laughs> footed the bill uh-huh. for all in, and they literally like gave them the gun and the bullets. Hey, shoot us. Yeah. And they did. They fucking did. Oh man, that's what some of I my... just love that in 2019 wrestling is still the carniest thing in the world. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's some of my biggest like memories from 2019 in a weird way. How fucking bad Ring of Honor is. Like holy... Matt fucking Taven. Holy <laughs> shit, it's wild. Like they are at TNA butt of the joke level from a few years ago. Right now, like it's wild how bad they are. Angelina Love was their women's champion, and Matt Taven was their heavyweight champion. Let that sink in a little bit. Who? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like in divisions that have so like a, had a ton of people, many like the women's division has largely let like that were stars that they never went with have largely left for impact at this point. Um, yep. It's it's rough. Like it's real bad. Yeah, the, I feel like the state of things currently, like coming to the end of this year, looking into next year, it does feel like we're on. Uh, you think you know me? It feels like we're edging uh, into something yeah, that is going to be pretty, uh, you know, I think fun or big or impactful. But uh, I, I think we've like almost arrived at tipping point too. It really does. It just feels like, yeah, it feels like the product on either side of or whatever thing are feeling. Yeah, just like it's it's time for a big mm-hmm. a big old jumble. There's. Like, things could go really great in a lot of ways or really bad in a lot of ways. Like, AEW, like, one, they need to, you know, sort out some of, the, like, the early issues they've had of, like, just, you know, learning how to do this. Because if they go a full, like, the, a full calendar year not fixing those things, mm-hmm. that's bad. Yeah, and, we- you know, we it's already shown that, like, NXT is so consistent that, like, if they don't fix those things... NXT is just going to keep trucking along at their same pace, and they're going to keep having to fight to even keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, where they have all the talent in the world yep. in to to keep up, like they really do. To book Kenny Omega and the way that he does not feel important at all is like almost a skill. It's yeah. like yeah, it's like how did you how did you fuck like, that up so bad? Thing, like, well, and I to me, I feel like this is him doing that. I feel sure. like this is him yeah. being like, I don't want to be the most important right now. Okay, but I'm sorry. That if is I'm, dumb. But if I'm, it, if, I, if, I, if I'm Tony Khan, I got to be like, hey, Kenny, no. Shut up, you go, weird Canadian. <laughs> you could Just go win the belts and win the matches. Like, a year ago, he was IWGP champion. Right now, he he's still the, the... He doesn't even feel like he'd be like the fucking Intercontinental champion in WWE. Yeah, in, yeah. like right now, he's still yeah. the grand champion in AAA, right? Like that's a that's one of the bigger titles in the world, and they don't reference it really on AEW. Like, there's stuff that they could do. Like, but it feels like they don't reference it because that would make him feel important. I yeah, and I that's think, not what they're doing. I with think him right this now. is purposeful. Oh like, yeah, it, 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 is. it is, but it's such a dumb move because mm-hmm. when you go into this new company, their biggest star was Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. That is a, the, but you, they didn't want it to be Kenny. They wanted it to be Adam Page. Yeah, but you go into here with your biggest stars, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, like it's the Elite. Yeah. The Elite's done shit. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you're Except turning... for the least interesting person in it, Cody. And like, so you go into this thinking, okay, cool. So you're turning off your fan base right there. Like, oh, these are the guys we wanted to see, and now they're just losers getting beat up by the fucking Dark Order. Um, yeah. I, I do have kind of a counterpoint. Um, I think that 
they're thinking of the people who would be like, oh, they're just giving their themselves everything. And so they're like, they're trying to get those new fans because their diehards will mm -hmm. stay. Oh, their I'm, diehards will stay. I know what they aren't though. You know, I know what they are doing. What mm -hmm. they're doing is bad. Well, it's like, that thing. It's like, yeah. Um, if their diehards were staying, they wouldn't have gone down from 1.2 million to like 600,000 or 700,000. Mm -hmm. Well, like, those might have just been their people there for if you If you want new people, get the elite should be on top. True. Like, true. because think about like the way, like, I got into New Japan and the way I think both oh, yeah. you and Matt, all of us got, for for sure, for sure. got into Okada. New Japan was Omega Okada. Yep. Like, and that's because, like, that was because of Omega. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I I came around to understanding how great Okada is, but Omega was the reason, like, what drew me in mm -hmm. and went, oh, holy shit. You have what someone is this? with the credentials to back up saying, oh, they're the one of the, like, they're potentially the best wrestler in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tune in this. They're one of the seat. best wrestlers of all time. Their nickname like, was the best bout machine. They have, I can't wait to tune into the show yeah. that he's on. Oh, he's losing to Sammy Guevara? Yeah, like that. Oh, evil Uno was beating him up. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Like, no, I I agree that it's bad, yeah. but like, yeah. I'm just getting into their mindset. Their oh. mindset sucks. Uh -huh. It's like, like, and I can even understand them going into this with that mindset, but the fact that they haven't pivoted yet mm -hmm. is is not great. Like they've well, pivoted in other ways. Yeah, that, win but and not losses. In this way, win and losses don't matter. Uh, the women aren't a focal point. Um, diversity is not a focal point. Yeah, they they they've diverted in a lot of ways from what mm -hmm. they said they were gonna do. It's like one thing to try to make sure and be okay. You know, we're the bookers and we're not trying to put ourselves over. But Cody the, is. But at the end of the day, like your mm -hmm. biggest star is one of the EVPs. I think it'd be more and, entertaining to come into. I would rather watch it be like, "Welcome to our show where we win all the time." And I, then I, it's like that's more into, that's more fun. into the skid becomes exactly. the fucking like. Evil Kenny, because people like that. Yeah. I like that. The, they got over the Bullet Club in general, and especially the Elite, got over For being shitheads, doing an NWO not ripoff, but acknowledging, you know, like winking at people saying, "We know we're we're doing this," you know, mm. like doing two sweets and shit, being they, cocky and th goofy. They they knew what they were doing, and that's what people were into. Like, was this NWO like self aware NWO knockoff? Mm -hmm. They even like when they're doing like the comedy cult spray shit and yeah, everything like that. Yeah, that's all. But right now, it's just like they have zero identity. Mm -hmm. They have it. It turns out that these guys like they're all great. Like they really are. They have. I think they could turn it around literally on the next episode of Dynamite. Like, yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but they like it turns out like for almost all of like their success and stuff that we've kind of like just expected them to keep doing was based on things that weren't their own inventions. They were, like, they got over to the degree they did because of Bullet Club, which wasn't their invention mm -mm. and was inherently a knockoff. Mm -hmm. um, Rock and roll. They, they're trying to do kind of their own thing right now, and their own thing sucks. Their own thing is like a bad WWE template. It's a bad WCW template. Like... <laughs> But also, is a good show. But, <laughs> but 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 without doing, but without like doing the things that from WCW that could work for them. Mm -hmm. Like keep being like keep being like the fucking click NWO two But wink at the keep telling us like we know we know like what we're doing. You know what they need. Like we're be self aware about a it. shot of poison. Holland Nash, the new world order. Everybody remember that promo? 
No. no. Where Vince McMahon reintroduced the NWO. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Terrible. You gotta you got kill it. What's poison? Like, Kenny does, doesn't even need the title to still be best bout machine. Mm-mm. He could be completely separate from the title. Like, that first show, like, literally, like, opened up with, like, fucking Kenny versus, like, whoever. Give him 30 minutes. Like, this is what we're fucking about right here. Instead, mm-hmm. we got Cody versus Sammy Guevara, which was a fine match. But it, like, it really shows, like, Wow, what trajectory they're they're headed it down? It just it does make you want to be like, what do you think we want to well, see? And they need to figure out what they're doing with Dark because, arguably, I don't watch all of Dark, but the matches I see, I'm way more interested I am in too. Like because they, they seem separate from storyline, they're just good matches. Like, but don't they insert storyline into Dark? They they other way to. around. I mean, they try to like bring dark stuff that happened and put it on the main show, but then they don't mention it. Mm. But they just same, expect you to watch it. As, same as what they do with being the elite. You know, like the fact that storyline that is needed to like understand what's really happening on Dynamite is still happening on being the elite, which gets about 100,000 views at most per episode. And that's is not. Buck, and they, they don't tell people to go watch it yeah, because it's yeah. a separate product. Or even it's like reference, like Buck Wild. XCOM be like, this week on Being the Elite, this happened right here. This is the fallout from it. Mm-hmm. Right. Even something. just that. But no, they're just like, a, like I love the Butcher and the Blade. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who knew who the fucking Butcher and the Blade oh, I was. I knew Andy Williams. Every I time knew I died. he wrestled. I do not. I don't like them at all. They're no, boring love, as hell. Oh, I love Andy Williams. They, He's this great. is very similar to Dark Order shit where it's I don't think it's their fault right now. I don't either, but they look like washed up wrestlers already. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Uh, Andy Williams is like 42. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's old and bald. No, but um I I know who they are. I know most wrestling fans have no fucking clue unless you watch like Beyond Wrestling or like Canadian Indies or like New York Indies. You're not going to know who the fucking Butcher and the Blade are. I found out who they were because I follow the t-shirt company that makes their shirts because, like, they just make really cool stuff all the time. Lehigh Valley Creations. They make a bunch of wrestling shit and actually throw wrestling shirt shows in their place. And I saw that shirt, one of their shirts, and was like, who the fuck is that? And looked it up. And when Excalibur goes, it's the Butcher! And JR's like, who? That's the Butcher! The, that's honestly a big and deal. that's the Blade. Mm-hmm. It feels like you need to have a way more cohesive mm-hmm. uh, team on the commentary. Yeah, um, because like, like the next week when better. Cody came out was like, I know the Butcher Andy Williams. I know like uh, Pepper the Blade Parks or whatever. He's like, you guys do this, and I've seen you guys here, and I've seen you at bar wrestling. I've seen you at Beyond. I, I know who you guys are. Yeah. Perfect. Now you give us a point of reference. Oh, I want to check who these guys are. Mm. I'll watch Bar. I'll watch Beyond. I'll yeah. watch these things. Gives like... Whereas the commentary team should be the one doing that. Yep. Like, give me better commentary in just, 2020. Yeah. Like, one, I'm already, yeah. I'm just because I'm a huge fan of them, but they need to replace JR with Colt. Like, and have JR be like a special oh. event, like a special thing where he does interviews and stuff like that. Because, like, I get the whole thing where he wants to call shows as a shoot and all that. And that's good for some matches. Like, I think his it's commentary. Good for matches. Yeah. His commentary during. Yeah. You know, like the Dustin and Cody match made it feel special, like the way that he did it. But like when he's having to track storylines and stuff like that and obviously does not know and seemingly does not care. He doesn't care about, I mean, any of the women's stuff. Oh, yeah. So like I, yeah, it it takes away from the matches. He said the term Oriental. Yeah. Multiple times. 
Yeah. I mean, so, but on that, I was thinking because OCW is Oriental Championship Wrestling, right? OWE? OWE, Oriental Wrestling. What, what is it? It was like OWE is what it yeah, was. But it, it is. So it, I could see if that's where his point of reference is, is the name of I, that I, product. No, it's because he's, um, that's what. Because he's an old old yes. kind of racist guy. <laughs> well, no, it, it, in it, wrestling, it, it, like they used to be like, mm-hmm. build people from the Orient. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't think. I mean, I think Jr. is a Southern white man. I'm not going to say he's not racist. <laughs> I mean, it's um, just, I don't think he is overtly racist or intentionally racist. I think he is trying, but is an old is he's a, an old man from the south. He's a, an old more, man from Oklahoma. He, two ways, a boomer. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a boomer and a sooner. Boomer sooner. Um, uh, and but like that doesn't ex- that doesn't excuse not knowing that. But like I also don't think he was trying to be no. shitty. Yeah. But like it's still distracting. Like it, just, it is, and it's just like oh lord. Twenty uh, twenty. Also, uh, Jim Cornette can pass away. <laughs> yeah, pass away is too peaceful for my wishes for that man. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, oh, I mean, I guess that's an unexpected thing from 2019 when we could say like, even for all its issues, the fact that NWA has a studio show, a, a entertaining studio show is buck wild, you know, like that, that exists. Marty Skrull showed up there. Oh yeah. That's mm-hmm. wild. He wants that title. He also got announced for another ring of honor show. Which in is weird. January. Yeah. Apparently they're making a huge play to keep him. I mean. They should have given the belt and fucking MSG, but here we fucking are. Yeah, I would. I mean, that's another wrestler I'd like to see go far is uh, Brody King. He's mm-hmm. a big boy that can do some crazy things. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, AEW's commentary, God, needs to get better mm-hmm. because, I mean, Excalibur is good, but I love him. You're pointing mm-hmm. out things that he's not doing right, and I feel it's because like you need for all WWE's flaws. They drive in certain things home very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get a million recaps. You get Michael Cole beats you over the head with things that you need to know because you're a dumb fucking viewer. Maybe not do it to that extent, but hey, you know what? Give us something. Mm-hmm. And we don't need Michael Cole just fucking beating this in your yeah. head. Someone needs to keep the story in one yeah. mm-hmm. area. Like mm-hmm. Excalibur, you know, like we you know, we can say that like he's not doing everything right, but also he can't do <laughs> Everything Three people's jobs, yeah, like, yeah. and I think Sh- Shivani is fine. I like except him, except for Jr. Yeah, like I think Shivani would be great if he just didn't have Jr. Like the energy between those, like Jr.'s energy of not giving a shit, just like doesn't work with then Shivani who gets distracted by that and Dude, thinks he... Jr. shit is funny and stuff and like. And they're just too, I think they're too good of friends. That's exactly it. Like, and so it doesn't work. I get mm-hmm. so sick every episode of Dynamite of being like, oh, next week we're going to be at the uh, whatever Coliseum in Georgia. Oh, Tony, remember all the times we had back then? I don't, don't stop reminiscing <laughs> on air. Hey, talk after the show. <laughs> stop it. Uh, speaking of commentary, um, I would like Morrow to be quieter. Ooh. I would like because I think Beth and Nigel are they're the main commentators, right? On yeah, so three of them. I would like them to be able to speak more and not feel like they're gonna interrupt him. And I would like him to chill out with the pop culture references. Like That's who he is. That's who he, it's not it's, gonna happen. It's fine. Like 
every I want, once um, in a while. Um, I vote Derek off the island. <laughs> I was like, I love Morrow. No, I, no. I, I do. I think you're no, right. You're voted I think, off the island. I think Morrow is incredible, but I think it's just a little too much sometimes. That's who he is. I don't need it every match. Have you watched his documentary? Yeah, I have. That's who he yes. is. I know. I, but the, the, I want. But oh, by like, the way, by the way. Anyone listening, that documentary, uh, Bipolar Rock and Roller, is free on YouTube right now. Oh, sick. Yeah. So go check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, There was a couple weeks when he wasn't there. I didn't miss him. Oh, I did. You would long term. I you... Long term, I would. But like- Tom it's... Phillips is fine, but that's mm. it. He's fine. But it's, it's nice hearing Nigel kind of take the reins a little bit and speak a little more. Like, I, what I, I don't want- I think Mar- that's valid. I don't think- I don't want Marlo to be quieter. There is a thing with- specifically takeovers where um, no he I, is I would, he, he needs to be there for takeovers. he is filling um like the space of a two-person booth i don't think that they've fully adjusted to beth being in there oh, and it needing okay. to be a three-person okay. per, three yeah. booth he's taking up 50 like more more than 50 because he's like the main driving mm-hmm. voice and he just it's not that it needs to be quiet or anything. Like Whereas, like, that Percy, like, like, fit into, like, a 5% role, and it was yeah. okay. And, and Be- yeah. Beth's become really, really good. And so, like, I want her to just, like, ha- have more of, like, space to talk. Like, where yeah. it feels like any of the leftover space from Morrow right now is only enough for one person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that like, that's the thing. Is that like, it was sense. one person mm-hmm. and a kind of Percy. Mm-hmm. Who, again, that was fine for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's when he hit his strides, like, when he wasn't talking too much. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He, he, he was, like, he had interesting enough points and stuff like that. But, like, Beth's, like, way more of an expert, like, way more of, like, you know, a distinguished voice in the wrestling world. Like, so, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want Morrow to be, because those important moments with Morrow are great. It's oh, just yeah. Like, I don't want him gone. Mm-hmm. I just maybe. Hey, you want him to dial it from 11, maybe back down to like an 8 or 9. Yeah. Let, like. Let, I, don't, I don't think he, like, he has an on and off I don't think, I, I agree yeah, with he, that. I think he has an on and off. Or, like, like, I don't know, maybe let, I don't know. I just want. Nigel I, isn't a good lead commentator. Because like yeah, like he's not the play by play guy. He's a color commentator, and so in his role, like he's supposed to there, like legitimately, like they say, it's like you provide the color for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Morrow's going to be calling the moves and be like, oh, like you know, buck and drop, toe hold, snap, mare. But then Morrow does throw in a lot of his own color commentary, <laughs> he does. which I like. They kind of yeah, have three yes. color commentators. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right yeah. Yes, um, but N- Nigel, even in uh, Ring of Honor, he was he's not a good lead guy. He's not a good lead play-by-play announcer. He's always been really good doing the color commentary. Because yeah. even like when he was with Kevin Kelly in Ring of Honor, that's what he was best at. Because like he, they had something where he was like the lead guy, and it's like, oh no, no, no. Yeah. Mm. Um, are there, is there more stuff from 2019 we should talk about? Because I mentioned to talk about this decade in wrestling. I'm inter- I'm itching. Oh, and uh, WWE main roster needs to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Like we we were talking a lot on AEW what they need to fix. Uh, WWE just go back to the drawing board. Remember that whole promo where Triple H said we're gonna listen to you. Yeah, you're the authority now. Didn't happen. Yeah, how about you fucking actually listen to your fans? Um, get rid of the fucking red light. No more Hell in a Cell pay per views because that gimmick's dead after that. Keep the red light. Match. Keep it. Red light's the fucking worst. Keep it's it. Not the worst. Oh, it's so bad. It's really bad. It's fine. I was on board with it at first. It's so fucking bad. I like it. it's good. And it, also. We're saying like we, none of us have been to a show where the red light thing. People at those shows say it is literally impossible to see at the show. Sense. That's and that's why you get 
less than zero crowd reaction even if the match is good mm-hmm. and no, that they, nope. is a that's an even bigger problem than the visuals nope they like, can go fuck themselves <laughs> keep it you are just it's not even that you're just too positive this is just wrong you're just incorrect i'm not wrong you are <laughs> like you if you don't have crowd reaction to a match it it shows like you, fine to the people and then next thing you know seth like, is where he's at mm-hmm. why do i watch things on mute and enjoy it more i, I mean like look that was a joke i'm probably wrong you are, but I like it. Well, you like wrong things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, well, we. <laughs> no, uh, they need to get rid of the red light. They need to. Um, no more dog food. Quit with the hokey fucking shit. Yeah. Um, let SmackDown be a fucking yeah, sports. Like, It'd be a fucking good show. I was show. saying, Fuck. actually, when you were gone, like, the, the thing about Pritchard is that everyone says, like, what he's best at is understanding Vince in a way that no one else does. Like, you understand me, Bruce. Like he and and <laughs> and, and knowing when he, a fight is impossible with Vince, I I just want Vince to be gone and distracted by the XFL, and so that hopefully any good that Pritchard has could maybe be translated through. Because like I was saying, like the Batista, like you know, challenging Being Triple H with child. That I mean, we need more of that. But like when he came in, also like, your foster child. When he attacked Ric Flair, that was apparently like Pritchard's first thing back in the company was, oh, was producing great. that, and it was fucking great. So, ah! but like it, it's it seems like man, Vince is just getting all these are all such Vince things happening that all suck. Oh, Bruce, you're the tortilla to my steak and, wrap, and also you like get me, Bruce. The, the thing about like if we wanted to be a sports show. Pritchard talks about how he doesn't know anything about sports. Like he doesn't. He's been a wrestling guy since he was a kid. Like that was his sports. But so, like he knows like what wrestling as a sport presentation is. Like does he, he? Yeah, he maybe should. he knows what WWE is, and that's. I it. think he knows what WWE is. I mean, because even same, like his, back he, in the eighties and stuff, like that was all live event. He doesn't know what modern sports. Because even TV packaging looks because like. even like just doing like what Heyman is doing with like squash matches and like shit like that is very old school wrestling. Mm-hmm. Get people over, then you have the big match. Yeah. Well, they're not doing anything except for making a weird love story with Otis and Mandy. Uh-huh. That I mean, that's fun. It's uh-huh. fun, but if oh, that's but, the only but, thing you have going, man, you are they, drowning. They, have, they and then like really like usually there's really good matches on SmackDown because like the people on it are good, but it's like it feels like a disconnected product from everything else. Like it's like oh we get some good matches and then also there's just weird shit all the time. We have to put up with the storyline in order to get to a couple good out of context. Well, Dolph Ziggler some that real nice sense. Nikes too. Yeah, he did. He was also talking shit. I don't know. You know. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, WWE, like, main roster needs to fix so much. We don't have the time to really dive in. But uh, first thing, just just do better. Just do better. Be, be best. Just, like, fucking, like... Skate better. Just quit yeah. being, like, your own fucking worst em- enemy and overbooking bullshit. Matt's sad song. Yeah, dude, I got... Yeah. I have a story with that song, for sure. Um... What about the decade? The decade. Um, best matches was Omega Okada one, Omega Okada two, Omega Okada three, Omega Okada four. Omega Okada four is the best match. Mm-hmm. It is. It's literally the highest rated match ever, and like it is just the best match. I still, I for me personally, I like the first. I like watching the first one more. One, it's a little bit 
more digestible. It's shorter, but and because it was like the first time I saw wrestling like that, it's like mm-hmm. it was. I, it was my. It was it fucking boggled my mm-hmm. mind. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. Um. It. But four is just like undeniably so good. Like, but you have to watch them all so you get the whole story. Mm-hmm. So let's go with the. Let's go with some top matches of the decade. Um, or at least like, important matches or stuff, shit you enjoy that you feels like this is important or this is like unbelievably great for whatever reason. Well, mm. in the three years I've been doing this show, uh, <laughs> I mean, discovering New Japan in general, I mean, Omega Okada. Oh, we're uh, going to get into moments and stuff. Osprey Ricochet. Um, I mean... I didn't do any research on the decade, but the uh, the New Japan Rumble from like Wrestle Kingdom nine and ten were cheeseburgers at the end. Oh yeah, that was the best. Um, like I mean, I I also got so I got back into wrestling like the last time I'd really watched it was like two thousand four, two thousand five, and then in twenty sixteen got back into it. So like, even though like they're not, it's not the best match, but like the women's match from WrestleMania thirty two where they like debuted the women's title and stuff was like what got me back into wrestling, and mm-hmm. it's still a really good match, but. Um, like as far as important matches like that, and then like Sasha and Bailey at NXT Takeover, like you look at where the business is now compared to 2015 and earlier, with mm-hmm. like the fact that women main evented WrestleMania is kind of like maybe the biggest story of re- like WWE in the decade. Oh yeah, um, is like there's suddenly a new division that's wasn't re- like kind of wasn't really even there, you yeah. know. Um, for how little they showed, and they still need to do better. But it's like a, the growth of that is like bigger than like anything over the last decade, really. Yeah, yeah. I would say Oscar Nikki Cross is one that sticks out to me. Um, this is your first NXT match. It was my first NXT. It's also a really good match. But, but like, it was my introduction to Oscar. It was my introduction to Nikki Cross, and it was my introduction to women's wrestling being good. And not mm-hmm. being when we would go get burgers um, when I mean, we were watching WrestleMania at Brady's when, house. When everything culminated to – and I'm in the same boat of being like – I did make a mean burger. I, I remember the last couple years. Yeah. And then I've gone back and researched stuff. Uh, but yeah, like the culmination of everything leading up to and the pay-per-view of Evolution was like – that. it felt actually mm-hmm. like really mm-hmm. cool. And, and when we all kind of – I it, didn't it, have a ton of faith that they were going to do it right. They kind of did. But it's because of the the, the performers. Yeah. I mean that the show was really fantastic. Well, and they're continuing this women's evolution, especially in NXT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say on main roster, they're in kind of a weird spot right now where like – I I was thinking about it <coughs> recently where it's like if it doesn't feel like as much momentum is there as has been over the last couple of years right now for me mm-hmm. but at the same time like maybe that's just because they've gotten to it, the point that they're at and so like there's less like for you know firsts to do and stuff like that and yeah. now it's just like well, they just need to tell good stories and that's and a big ask for WWE but the talent isn't as there as it is in NXT Mm-hmm. wrestling wise yeah i mean it isn't it isn't like there there's still some the top level it still is mm-hmm. but then becky and charlotte are incredible sasha and bailey are incredible mm-hmm. and there's even more some of them are injured for one yeah that's for true. part of it but um and then like there's there are some holdovers that aren't or like performers that aren't at that like next level in ring you know mm-hmm. there's like carmella who's great at character work but not great in the ring and there's like kicks. 
and yeah, she has and a, a code and cool a code of silence. Yeah, that's not even that good of a movie. Yeah, it's cool though. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, it's cool. Honest. Turn on a red light though when they do it. <laughs> yeah, and like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, like and like Alexa, who's like she's gotten much better in the ring and she's good in tag team. I think, but like, she's gonna have like one more year in her career. Yeah, um, and stuff like that where it's like. It just feels like, like I think they just need to learn how to tell good women's stories mm. now. Maybe like, get and a tell, women's writer. I think there's, I think there's one right now. Okay, from what I, last I heard, there's literally Dana one. Warrior. <laughs> oh, okay, so there's two. There's one because she's not really actively a writer. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, it'd be cool to see just see them hit that next gear. Like, yeah, yeah. I so I didn't when I was. Thinking about in the decade, I don't know a lot of wrestling, so I did something that I think is fun, uh, and I'm going to read off every now. I'm going to pepper in a couple plot synopses from some of my favorite uh, WWE studio movies of the I'm decade. Uh, this one's the plot summary of Knucklehead. Oh, after God. con artist Eddie Sullivan played when by was someone this I don't know, 2010. Uh, incurs a large debt with a local criminal ringleader. Uh, he creates a get-rich-quick scheme and enlists this this enlists a sweet, gentle giant named Walter, played by Paul White, the Big Show. Nice as his unwitting accomplice. Walter's orphanage, the only home he's ever known, also needs funds desperately. Upon overhearing Walter's predicament, Eddie convinces the no-nonsense head nun, Sister Francesca, that Walter can win the money as a fighter and pay off the church's debts. Eddie's plan, travel from town to town with Walter and enter small, unsanctioned fighting competitions <laughs> for prize money. Uh, Sister Francesca dispatches Mary as a chaperone for both Walter and the money and gives Eddie a week and a prayer to make it happen. During their journey across the South to the annual Pro-Am MMA tournament in New Orleans, Walter discovers what life is like outside of the orphanage, while Eddie becomes morally conflicted over whether to take all the loot for himself or keep his promise to Walter, the one person he can actually call a friend. Okay, so yeah, we're not going to do that anymore, uh, but thank you. Oh, What's I the got, next one? No, then? I got a couple in the can. Um, so as somebody that's watched like kind of since you know, 2010 and kind of beyond like there's a lot of stuff that happened that was super important in the early two, like 2010s um one of the big ones um happened in 2010 was uh the retirement of hbk Shawn michaels oh, that's true oh wow and so that happened at wrestlemania in 2010 he had his final match against the undertaker and that really was kind of an end of an era because that dude was 44 years old at the time um and he put on a fucking classic that match is just a great match it was uh, Undertaker had the one previously that was a fantastic match. That year had a fantastic match. The next year, him and Triple H was great. The next year, him and Triple H was great. And the next year, him and CM Punk was fucking great too. And so all those matches, like, in a row, like, it really helped kind of spurn, like, this crazy, like, one last run for, uh, like, an old big mark. And it was great. Um, I thought the... Um, Triple H kind of starting to get downplayed a bit more was a great thing in the mm. 2010s he, that happened. He stopped winning world titles until the Rome when he won it for WrestleMania. 32, yeah, and I thought that was great. My favorite Triple H moment of uh, the decade was in 2011 when he played Ray Bradstone in the movie The Chaperone. So he's the uh, best wheelman uh, in the business, but is determined to go straight and be the best parent really he can be to his this? daughter yes. Sally. This is real. Like, I don't. <laughs> I love it more than anything. Okay, well, I mean, I'll give you the the abridged version of the plot. Yes, please. Uh, I mean, well, there's just a lot of stuff we can talk about. Other chaperone. Than chaperone. No, I think we have different ideas of what's important in life. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I will stop after I read a couple more <laughs> as we go on uh, peppered throughout. Um, uh, fun thing I, I was thinking about is, and I guess this is going to be a bit of a, a quiz for Isai. Um, do you remember who were the two world champions when we started 2010? Um, was it, fuck. So it was WWE title and world heavyweight title at the time. Um, okay, so going, I'm trying to think of that WrestleMania. Who won the fucking Rumble that year? Was Sheamus one of them? He was the WWE champion. That was him and Triple H mm. in that mania, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, and Sheamus retained. Ew, <laughs> boring. Um, and then the world heavyweight champion. It's, I would say, a more legit one, but also Fantasio. I think his last world <laughs> championship run, maybe. Was it Edge? No. He, he. Wait, no, that was the next year where he retired, mm. which is another big thing. I don't know. The Undertaker. Undertaker. Undertaker's oh, last championship run. You're right. Was world yeah. heavyweight. So. I remember that. Fuck, that's so long ago. Because Somebody, he lost it because of Shawn Michaels in the that elimination chamber when he came up under the ring and super kicked in. He's mm. like, hey, you're going to fucking fight me at Mania. There it is. It's all coming back. One thing that did happen in this decade that I do think is really cool was we got the first, I believe it was in 2010, maybe it was 11, was the first Money in the Bank pay-per-view on its own. And I always loved that match when it got introduced. Oh, at Manias and everything. Yeah. yeah, when it got introduced at Mania, and then it got its own pay-per-view in, like, 2010. One of the biggest Money in the Bank pay-per-views they've ever had. 2011. 2011. That's a gr- That's the same year the Chaperone with uh, with Triple H came out. <laughs> like, people, you know, obviously everyone remembers, like, the, the you know, CM, CM Punk. The five-star match, John CM Cena. Punk, John Cena. That whole pay-per-view is, like... Pretty buckwild. That's also uh, Randy Orton versus Christian, and like that's a really fun match. Like, got to see like Christian win a world title by getting spit on. Uh, so that's fun. Or no, by spitting on Randy Orton and then getting kicked in the balls, and that won him the title. And then also, like that. Like that. won the um, Money in the Bank briefcase for the world heavyweight title, mm. and Alberto Del Rio that year won for the Raw one, the yeah. WWE title. But so that was a like a huge time in WWE. It was that 2011 summer, the the summer of Punk, because it was like literally that the 2011 uh, WrestleMania was headlined by John Cena versus The Miz. Sick. With The Rock as the referee. Which ended oh. in a double countout and then getting restarted by The Rock and then The Miz winning through interference from The Rock. From The Rock. It was all just a point to set up The Rock versus Cena for the next year. But the best heel they had in the company was CM Punk, who lost to Randy Orton in that WrestleMania on just a whatever match. Um, and so like that whole summer... With CM Punk really kind of gaining ground, doing the pipe bomb, which is another just massive moment in wrestling, which really turned the corner for a lot of wrestling fans. A lot of people got well, into wrestling mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of people got into wrestling by watching Scooby Doo WrestleMania Mystery in Ooh. 2014. I don't um, think this anybody sounds, did. This a lot of kids. A lot of kids did. I'm not going to read the whole plot. I promise. Read whatever you want. <laughs> Jesus. Scooby Doo and Shaggy win an all expense paid stay in the WWE city to watch WrestleMania. Uh, so the, the plot of that story is that. <laughs> what the fuck? That's so long. Dude, I'm not reading the whole thing. But there's a whole city that WWE made. Matt, can we just watch these together? I would love to okay. watch these together. Patreon bonus content. Matt and I will watch these together. Yeah, and then we could talk about the real, actually important things that happened in the decade. <laughs> Sorry, I like professional wrestling on a professional wrestling podcast. I like professional wrestling in other media. 
Like 2016, The Interrogation, wa- starring Edge and CJ Lana Perry. I have watched some of those movies. Yeah, me too. They're I like them. Awful. I like the Marine 69. Oh, that one's coming out next year, actually. They're so bad. With Lars Sullivan. No, that's our other movies. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they're. Yeah. Those are different movies. They're on a different website. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, what's. what's ironic about that is it's not it's not like bad that he did those no, movies. Rocks. it's the fact that he made homophobic comments <laughs> yeah mm. yeah yeah it's there's a lot to unpack there there's a lot there I brought it up i'm no. sorry um i'm gonna say i i tweet about this um lars Sol- sullivan is like the just like epitome of um d- this dude sucks make fun of him for the things that he sucks for but don't make fun of X reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. his mental yeah. health issues, mm-hmm. being starring in gay porn. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, and what I said wasn't yeah. a slight against Lars Sullivan. It yeah. was just like, I mean, there's plenty of reasons to slight against Lars <laughs> yeah. Sullivan, but it, certain it one, wasn't a slight at him for making porn. You're, you're not going for the low hanging fruit. It's I for it. the. <laughs> it would, it is, yeah, uh, it was. It would mm-hmm. make sense oh, that he hey, was in. Hey, it hey. was. It was the homophobic comments that came, and mm-hmm. then it's like, yeah, it's it's a it's a lot to unpack there because I mean there. Plenty of people who make homophobic con- comments to, you know, make up for the fact that they have th- feelings and thoughts. That that's they what, do that's not what I think enjoy. AJ Styles is, by the way. Mm-hmm. I feel would, he has some weird little feelings. It's also then a joke that that, you know, people make that joke about people like, oh, he's probably secretly gay. Like, no, some people are just homophobic. Yeah. yeah. So it's. It's a lot to unpack and not something that we even have remotely the time to no. dive yeah. into. Only thing I can say is I'm straight as a damn arrow. <laughs> um, that's actually – so I was watching a video on – this is AJ Styles. I bring back to wrestling on people who are like the top wrestler of the decade. I think AJ Styles is like has oh, to be I mean, the guy. Yeah. He had an interest oh, – Him decade? or Daniel Bryan. For the decade because on the whole decade, he was the top guy in TNA to start it off. Left and went to New Japan was a top guy there. Mm. Um, Ring of Honor was also a top guy there, and then came to WWE as a top guy there. Yeah, I, I think it is. There's two different ways you can kind of assess it. Is one like AJ Styles always top guy? Like been his achievements in the ring and stuff like that are like unmatched for the entire decade. Then there's Daniel Bryan is like the better story where it's like the fact that he even got there to begin with shouldn't have ever, you know, he had the squash match and then him getting Seamus, then him getting fired. Yeah. He got fired. Like he's like the, the story like wrestler of the decade where AJ Styles is just like the consistent, like best performer for 10 years. That is one of the categories I thought that'd be fun to do on the fly is consistency throughout the decade. Who's had like the most consistent. It is AJ Styles. AJ Styles. And (laughs) Okada. Yeah. And Tomohiro Ishii. But like... Uh, Ishii is... I mean, he's just like boringly consistent at times. He's, yeah. be- I he's, said be- it he's as beautiful a, in the ring. I said it as a joke, but The Miz. The Miz was awful. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. consistent? Oh, no. Awful. He, awesome. The, hasn't he been... He's been booked the same since I've known who he was. Yeah, but you've so, been watching wrestling for three years. <laughs> no, I've known who The Miz was for 10 years. So the thing about The Miz is he literally went from being the world champion coming into 2011 mm-hmm. to then not getting booked on pay-per-views. Oh, and then okay, okay. He was the host of a SummerSlam. Yeah. Okay. I would say for the last, like, about four years... And and it's actually been in a down. This last year wasn't a great year for him. The two like few years before that, he was one of the most consistent like character people and like mm. reliable people in the company. And like he's been in a weird spot. Yeah. 
Well, last couple, like the last year. Well, ever since 2015, when he started Santa's Little Helper, along with Paige, where he plays a Ooh. cutthroat. And I and I swear, I'm just gonna read this part because I love that the first sentence of this plot is Dax, played by the Miz, is a greedy, materialistic corporate hatchet man. <laughs> Whoop poop family. Uh, and basically, uh, Santa wants to get him to be the, his Santa's new helper, but then Paige also wants it, and they have to go through these trials and tribulations. So it's employee of the month, but. With yeah, but wrestlers? it's called Santa's Little Helper starring The Miz, and that's 2015. So I guess, you know what? That sounds- he has had a pretty star-studded <laughs> 2000 decade. That sounds cool. Um does sound cool. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of... It is styles, like, to, to me. Um, Okada, obviously. Like, I mean, Tanahashi, too. Like- yeah, Tanahashi's also been super consistent because, he, I mean, he was the ace. He was the one that had to put get Okada on the map and he did that so fantastically and then he came back last year and won it again like he kind of really capped off like that whole thing but wasn't for the last couple of years I say Shinsuke yeah yeah <laughs> the last couple of years you know that has kind of declined <laughs> if you look at people who have, are having the living their best life yeah Shinsuke is still oh, right he's there. definitely I mean, winning speak, uh, speaking of Shinsuke he actually was the person who started 2010 as IWGP oh, world, wow. world ch- title so uh, for like women's division stuff, like Natalia has been just like she's been the one that's been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the, yeah, yeah wow. been there the whole time. Like, well, like what other than Alicia Fox? Yeah, she's no longer with the company. Yeah, but she was, mm. she was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a very long time. Um, with Natalia, because like she was somebody that you could always put in a position, and it would make sense. Like, oh, we need a feud for Charlotte, so you're up. You got two months. Do this. And she would do it, and she would do it very well. Then, like, hey, we need you again. And so every time she would get in the ring, it would just make sense. It would it'd be great. Um, a couple things that happened in the decade is that were huge was the rise of the independents. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, that's something that really had, um, like, turned the corner. Because, like, in the independent wrestling. Who was it in, this, in, the, in the rise? Who was it during the rise? Like, the rise of independent wrestling was really uh, PWG. Um, but like the wrestlers, was it like Punk and Tyler Black, or was this before that? So Punk and Tyler Black would would have came before because Tyler Black, I want to say, got signed in twenty ten or twenty eleven, okay. something like that. Um, Punk Jesus. was in the early two thousand. He got signed in two thousand six. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. duh. Okay. Um, Cabano got signed in two thousand seven, mm-hmm. released in two thousand nine. <laughs> I mean, but a lot of it is credit to Colt, right? The so rise of it. So the rise of it is going to be kind of through there. So one of the big things was Colt, Colt Cabano, like. Is the one that kind of fronted like the pro wrestling tees with the one hour tees guys, mm-hmm. gave them that platform. Uh, Ring of Honor, even though they weren't necessarily an independent, they're always viewed that way. That was a, a huge thing for everybody. Um, even CZW, because that's like where like Adam Cole and Drew Gulak came from. Guys like that, and Moxley and Sammy Callahan, like all these people, even though they'd been working for a while before, you started seeing like a lot better of independent wrestling in the 2010s. Like, the mid-2000s, like, um, mid-2010, so, like, 2013 to 2016 PWG is, like, the best wrestling. It's the fucking best. You have, like, Ricochet, and fucking you get a real young Will Ospreay. You still have the Young Bucks. You have Omega. You have Trevor Lee, who's now Cameron Grimes. Like, you have Kevin Steen. Right, You have right. Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, Joey Ryan, Candice LeRae. Cedric Alexander was there. A.R. Fox, um, ACH. Like, you have so many names that now are doing big things that were all in that company. Like, PWG is, like, one of the big things that, like, their rise from being just like a smaller California-based independent that was run by wrestlers 
to being like the modern day tastemaker now. Where, where mm. did that? I mean, was there like a specific like you know period of time when it just blew up like pwg just like hit that lightning in a bottle kind of a thing or did it sort of just steadily build until you know it was around 2013 Wait, i guess 20- like the advent of like being able to watch shit online probably they're like highlight videos really started blowing up like 2013 2014 like it became like impossible to get tickets yeah like 2015 became impossible to get tickets like it was like that five minute you better fucking get on uh, online right now to do it because we're releasing them at nine. Like I set up like alerts. I still for some reason have on Twitter to get be like, hey, this is when they're releasing tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was in that era. Like an independent wrestling. I mean, it just has blown up. Like places like AAW where before like there was a small indie that Seth Rollins got his name at in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. but like it was blowing up. Like there's a group like Warrior Wrestling that I went to is just like fucking putting on mm-hmm. these wild shows. Like, even, like, IWA Mid-South is still running somehow. Yeah. Like, GCW, like, being able to come out of this and Beyond Wrestling, AIW, um, the Northwest Independence, like, the rise of independent wrestling. And I think with the advent of social media and, like, how it's really worked for wrestling and and streaming services, it's made it so independent wrestling is so much readily available for us, which started happening in the 2010s, which was one of the most important things because you look at NXT – that's just Triple H's fucking super. Well, indie. it's crazy. It's crazy to see too, like how cyclical things in wrestling are. Like I'm, I've been working my way through the Death of the Territories book, and it's like the same shit coming up now, but with the independent scene and being able to be seen online, and not. I mean, it's obviously different than like having like national cable come out mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's that thing of like it almost feels like there's a preference to being able to go to your little kind of you can you have your guys from your that wrestling your pr- local promotion often that you really root for and get behind and you could really care about where else they are in the in the the world and it seems like with in- independent wrestling like that is just kind of the charm of it and all. it's like when they get signed like you like you root for me you keep following them like i mm-hmm. yeah like that's my guy like mm-hmm. i saw that guy in a fucking you know whatever vfw hall somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. gymnasium somewhere yeah. another like similar to that story is like the like comeback and now like very sudden death of the UK wrestling scene. Oh yeah, like it it's wild. Like how like wrestling there was terrible for decades, like just non-existent for decades. Popped up like got to this huge moment like by like between like 2014 to 2016, and now has died again because of the WWE. Yeah. Like that's yeah. wild. Is, is <laughs> like, prestige dead? Terrible. Well, that's not it. Progress. 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 No, it's it's still around, but it is a like it's it gets money from WWE. It's like evolve oh, as a, okay, in the US. Okay. All in Jim Smallman's last shows this week, so he's gone to go just do NXT UK. I mean, even but like good for him by the way. Yeah, like good. Like go get paid, Jim. Like hell yeah. Um, you seem like a nice guy. He does. Um, but like even like if you look. And they're rebuilding very much. Like the level of talent there is already like falling off a cliff compared to just a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's you know you hope that this is how those the next wave gets bigger. But it's like it's stark how like much the UK indie scene has fallen off. And like I follow a bunch of like UK wrestling fans on on Twitter and stuff like that. And like. Uh, it seems dark over there right mm-hmm. now because all of them are on such a high of like 
everything's so cool over here. Now it's like, oh, I have to drive eight hours to go see an indie show again. Damn. Yeah. It's but it's cyclical. It's like it all follows those same patterns where it's like I'm sure in the next, you know, decade that there'll be some other big resurgence somewhere new and promotion. New people over there will start promotions because they're pissed that progress and ICW are the only two left. Um, and then Flash Morgan Webster just and Wild Boar just bought their home promotion. Mm, I saw that. That's really oh cool. really? That's yeah. badass. And so they're they're going to be safe because they're WWE guys. Mm. And so. That'll be good because Triple H all went on Corey Graves' podcast was like, you know, the only ones that are shutting down, like the ones that wouldn't even have an ambulance there for him. Like if somebody got hurt, what are they supposed to fucking do? Let me pay for it? Is, is Fight Club <laughs> he Pro, didn't actually say that. Is Fight Club Pro still? I think so. I mean, but that's also Trent Seven. Yeah. So. Um, I would say something. <clears throat> what are some big moments big in the moment decade? Is the advent and... uh or, yeah, the birth and evolution of NXT. And, and then on the top of that, the WWE Network. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's, that's kind of the actually probably the biggest story in wrestling of the decade. The WWE Network is effectively like changing the whole pay-per-view game. I mean, and I've watched. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I've watched matches that I never thought I'd watch mm-hmm. because of the I think, network. I think it inspires a, like, a love for wrestling where it's like even if people – I don't think people are going to fall off entirely as easily anymore mm-hmm. because it's like, even if you're not satisfied with it, one, you probably won't remember to go unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. Two, you can go back and watch stuff you like so much easier than before mm-hmm. um, and just find something you enjoy. Dude, mm-hmm. can you imagine if we were still like in the actually paying for pay-per-view days, there's so many of these pay-per-views I <laughs> would not have watched. I, no. Well, I would have watched and then been like, what the fuck did I spend $50 I, on this I for? would not spend, I just straight yeah, up would not have. I would not spend that money on it. I would, if I, if I could, you know, yep. find a stream of it. Pirate I, it somewhere. Pirate it, I absolutely would. But yeah. I don't know that I would have gotten back into wrestling if it wasn't so easy to, yeah. to watch stuff. Dude, you know? same, same. Because, like, when I started get, getting back into wrestling, I would hear people reference, like, oh, this, like, really cool match that happened at, you know, TakeOver last month or whatever. And I'd go find it, you know. Like, I'd go watch that. And, like, even if it wasn't current, like, I'd be like, oh, this person's stoked on this. So I'll go f- watch that thing. Daily Motion had everything back in the day. That's <laughs> true. I think I mostly was watching it on Daily Motion at first. But even it's easily on Daily Motion because their streaming is so it's easy. True. Like it's mm-hmm. just the way that we take in being able to watch like independent stuff is like a huge thing. Like not having to actually scour for like DVDs and everything. Yeah. Right, right. Like, that's how I got into progress and like and a bunch of other stuff. Um know? I think some of the like the other really big things that happened was uh, the rise, retirement, and then return of Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Oh yeah, like uh, yeah, maybe the biggest story of the decade. I think it is. That um, it's that to me and Punk like his pipe bomb are like the two biggest and AEW forming. All in. I mean, that's all, a, that's all a big deal. It's so weird to even think about how recent All In was, but how monumental it was when it happened. It was great, and I got a deep dish pizza that weekend. That's a good fucking weekend. Mm. <laughs> I because it's like I remember when that happened. It's like okay, these indie guys that like we're aware of. I'm aware because of you guys. I'm aware of that. Like uh, okay, oh they're gonna try to you know sell out this ten thousand seat arena. That's so crazy. And then how fast it happened. How much it just fucking hit. And then everything mm. that tumbled from that. Like all in, I think is definitely one of those peaks of yeah. of uh, the decade. I mean, like it's. It, I think that like. 
that's kind of the whole story of like the second half of the decade, especially like, so, you know, I got back into wrestling at WrestleMania 32. Cody wrestled in the IC ladder match as Stardust in that. Oh yeah, that ma- that ladder match is fun though. One of the first like wrestling kind of big stories that happened when I got started paying attention again was Cody asking for his release, putting out that like dream list of opponents and stuff like that, which like I paid attention to because like Kurt Angle was on it and I was like, Oh, Kurt Angle's still wrestling? Like, Did that happen at what culture? Yeah. That's wild that that was as big as it was for one moment. It yeah, really was. Really, huh? Yeah, WCPW. And then really Defiant good. is also dead, too. Now. Yeah, Defiant is gone. Um, what culture sucks now? Like, they're wrestling people suck. Except like, for Simon. Yeah, Simon. Like Simon. Yeah. Um, like, and then, you know, like this, like, this whole trajectory of Cody then, like, going to New Japan and learning how to wrestle. Um <laughs> <laughs> for once and then um like the i remember when like he in Meltzer had that exchange on twitter like about being able to sell a ten thousand, you know person i'll take that bet dave yeah Meltzer. um <laughs> Meltzer. Like, i remember when that happened like that's that has all happened so recently compared to what it feels like that feels like it should be like a 10-year story that's happened in three years mm-hmm God, it really does. It feels forever ago, but it's like that, and like like the rise of the Bullet Club, like that that thing, like Bullet Club starting with who it did, um, and then gaining traction because that's what really brought New Japan over to the U.S. Oh, one hundred percent was Bullet Club. They were just doing all the DX NWO shit, and it was fucking Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson and Fale and Tama and yeah. Berg babbling. I, the fucking bad boy, yo! Gallows and Anderson were like PWG guys too, though, right? Anderson was for a little bit, but he he's been in he was in Japan for like ten years. Oh, okay. Mm. Um. Oh, another one for sure of the decade has got to be the New Day for like what oh, they yeah, for what actually, they've done yeah. to WWE wrestling and for fans of you know all ages. We and, talked already about like at Kofi Mania, but yeah. it's like that's part of it too, like being able to like rise from that. Yeah. yeah, and also just as far as, like, what representation goes, like, they, you know, like, they were always kind of slated as, like, stereotypes. And, mm-hmm. had, like... They're and, supposed to be uh, black gospel well, there's church a, people. There's an archetype for for black males in professional wrestling. There has been since the days of the junkyard dog. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, to see them be, like, no, this is... We want to... We have a vision. We're going to be fucking nerds. Or our Xavier Woods specifically being, like, I have this vision for what we can be and we can present ourselves mm-hmm. to an audience that, like, is, you know, I don't... It took someone like that to, I guess, be able to make that change. WWE wasn't going to come to it on their own. What is so wild to me about The New Day is that they didn't know each other. Specific, like before, mm-hmm. they just kind of like were they weren't thrown together, but they were they didn't know each other. It, they came together. They act like they've been friends since they were five years old. But then when you when you listen to them talk on their podcast, which is phenomenal, yeah, uh, it's like you know it it does like when they first got together. You're welcome for the bump, guys. <laughs> you know uh, if you uh, if you guys want to check out another wrestling podcast, check it out. But uh, uh, like. That how like anxious they were to go like approach Kofi like oh he's not gonna want to do this with yeah. us you know mm. and it's just like it, I don't know and just see like what they've been able to do as a, a unit and stay that strong mm-hmm. uh, as like a, a faction fucking awesome yeah like I mean 2015 at like, WrestleMania 31 the crowd was chanting New Day sucks like and then by like 
year later they were in the midst of their like title like longest reign like falling in a cereal box and they were the like most over like tag team in a very long time like i bet if you look at like merch numbers of 2010 new day's got to be up there no cena was still wrestling well cena's got to be up but you know like cena's gonna be number one for the decade yeah Uh, no doubt but like you look at like the new day's gonna be on that list yeah they're gonna be like up there Especially because they have so much shit. Yeah, they have cereal. Um, they another, don't appeal to the fifty-year-olds, though. I will say well, another one of the big moments in wrestling happened in twenty eleven. Retirement of Adam Edge Copeland. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that was really sad because like mm-hmm. nobody expected because like, the night before he retained the title. He retained the title against Alberto Del Rio, and like Christian was there hitting like the car with him, and like he looked a little like it's like oh something up with him like he looks like he's really soaking thin good for edge and then like comes out the next night it's crying it's like oh shit um he may be coming back yeah yeah um something that happened also christian winning the world championship was huge too Mm. something happened that while i was watching it might not be as huge but Paige retiring out of nowhere yeah in in this 10 years she debuted um left for a while came back retired Mm. And had a movie made about her by WWE Studios. Yeah, <laughs> fighting with my family. I mean, that's that's a wild life story. Like she was a teenager, like wrestling for her family's little independent promotion a decade ago, and then she like she had a full on like full a career career arc, arc in ten years. in less than ten years. Twenty fourteen, because she lost. She won. She beat AJ Lee in thing in twenty fourteen. Um, because then 2015 is when AJ Lee retired, and then by 2018 she was retired. Yep. And so, like, I wasn't watching or paying attention when the whole like scandal went down of like the you know sex tape stuff. Mm-hmm. But it seems like she was. Um, she's been able to bounce, not even just bounce back, but fucking persevere through that. She to- was going through like other injuries as well at that time, and just life shit because she was dating Alberto Del Fucking Rio. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, she had a match. She was in, like, the multi-women match at WrestleMania 32 and then, like, was hurt right after that and was, like, I didn't see her on TV once until she came back. Like, she was just gone from the moment I started watching wrestling again. Yeah, because she needed neck surgery and and she didn't want to get it. And then she and Del Rio got drafted to separate brands during the draft split, Mm -hmm. like, the the brand split, and then neither of them were on TV again. Until she came back, so yeah. yeah. Um, is there any room to talk about Cena, or was that last decade? So Cena <clears throat> was very important to this one because it's when he had the U.S. Open Challenge. So after his big like title runs, and they kept trying to shove shit down our throats with like the um, when they were putting the belts back together um, with him and Orton. That's like right in the midst of like the D. Twenty thirteen, yeah, yeah, twenty thirteen. It was twenty. It was the that Rumble. Mm. Was the fucking shit well where poor Big Dave was there and the fans were just not having anything. <laughs> um but since then when he when he was the United States champion, um like he really helps like uh put people on the map and like show that he was a good wrestler. I mean, matches against Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Zack Ryder, Stardust, um fucking Ambrose, like all these people he was having good matches with. And then like his matches with Brock where he just got the shit kicked out of him. Like there was yeah. a bunch of shit that was very important. Putting over Punk clean, putting over Brian clean, whereas everything before, and Kevin, right? And putting over Kevin clean mm-hmm. as a sheet, right in the middle of the ring with their moves. Putting over AJ clean mm. for as much shit as he got for the previous like five years, 
He tried to at least atone for it a bit. He, and, and also, like, he became a really fucking good wrestler. Like, yeah, like, I mean, there's, like, the CM Punk, like, that, that match was in 2011. And I think, pro- at, I wasn't watching at the time, but I guess a lot of people were like, oh, that match was great, like, because of Punk. And that was, you know. Thanks to the tango, kid. It, it does. Like, <laughs> John John Cena, like, played his part in that match perfectly and, like, had great matches and then, like, his match against like his matches against AJ are some of the best over the last like five years. That three way with him, Brock, and Rollins. Yeah, like that's fucking. Yeah, Cena we were a great wrestler, and also like while transitioning into like a part time role where he's not doing it as much. Well, he mm-hmm. learned a sixth move. Go, also, go, yes. go back and watch that. It's Royal Rumble twenty fifteen. Sounds about right. Um, or twenty four, uh, twenty fifteen, because Punk was left in twenty fourteen. 2015, 16, wherever. It's Royal Rumble, Brock, Cena, Rollins. Fantastic. Um, it's a fucking masterclass on how you have like a monster and these two guys like coming for a common goal to kill the monster and then wrestle each other. Seth was real good. Mm. He's also responsible for some of my favorite things of the past few years, like coming back and battle rapping Elias. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, like it's just his, what he's transitioned his personality to mm-hmm. is some of the most entertaining shit because like he does not like he doesn't mind laughing at himself anymore mm-hmm. and like calling, he doesn't have to protect his spot anymore Mm-mm. calling Corbin a skinny fat dumpster fire that is an insult that I like to use because 10 years ago homeboy was really protecting that spot oh, yeah. oh I'm beating sure. the entire nexus by himself <laughs> yeah um I also think some credit needs to go to uh, Total Triple Divas. <laughs> um, and Triple H. I feel like Total Divas has made, I mean, at least like five people I know personally watch like wrestling because of that show. Hmm? Jen and I were talking about this the other day. So I think one of the top women's credit. wrestlers of the decade is Nikki Bella. Yeah. She, and yep. like during her last run, she was a really good wrestler. Like her, like her, like feud, like, so right after they did the brand split, she and Carmella had a feud, and Carmella was not ready to be on the main roster. No, like even though, like I mean, we still you know say like she's not, she's a, still not ready. She's still not a great wrestler, but, you know, personality wise, she's there. But like she was even worse at that point. Um, and Nikki Bella made her into a legit main roster like person. Like, like her feud. and Natalia then too, and then like, that, after that had like that really cool blood feud. I'm like, mm, fuck yeah, this there, is it. It was really good. Um, just like her in general, because she like was the transition from the model. I can't like no offense to them, but like the Candace Michelles and mm-hmm. that weren't there to work, and they didn't let them learn. They yeah. didn't let them do anything. Mm-hmm. The, so, like, like the groundwork wasn't even there. They weren't like th- nothing. They weren't allowed to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like talking shit on them. It's like it's more so like the company and the division yeah. itself. But it was the the. It was that changeover, and that was where Nikki Bella like went and was able to get it from that era into like the women's evolution, revolution, whatever you want to fucking call it. Mm. But without her, it wouldn't have happened. Without no, her I, popularity, not that many people would have cared as much. And it's mm. from like the total divas and total Bellas mm. that people gave a shit about Nikki Bella. Yeah, like and that, then she actually got a wrestle and was good. Uh, and that like there, you know, there's the ha- the hashtag like the give divas a chance thing that like blew up, and that was like. Kind of the the company finally paying attention that like you want to see women <laughs> that that this was a thing um and like that's because like there was a crossover interest like for someone like Nikki Bella and then like there's like 
hardcore wrestling fans that had always been there were like into the, you know, like AJ Lee. So like there was like the wrestlers that were that transition and like Nikki Bella's like brought into bigger attention to make it like the sheer numbers of people using that hashtag for them to pay attention finally. I'm mm. bummed they didn't they weren't able to get uh Nikki and Paige weren't able to get cleared. They wanted to do one last match. Um and they wanted to do uh Paige and AJ Lee again versus the Bellas, but uh Paige yeah. and um Nikki can't get cleared. Damn. Mm. Nikki may be able to at some point. Paige is done. Yeah. Yeah. She's done. Uh we could talk about this for fucking ever, so let's do a couple more. Or one more. One more. Um, I mean, the biggest one, I mean, we've already, like I said, we already talked about, like, AEW. Like, yeah. that's really massive. I mean, because it was literally the the end of, or the beginning of 2001 was the last time there was a real rival promotion that had actual, like, real financial backing that they were putting into the company. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Impact had Panda Energy, but that was more so just so Dixie Ooh. could just, like... Ring of Honor has, you know, Sinclair. If Sinclair decided... To do it, they could. They have the money to. They just will never. Yeah, they will I think never Matt change. Taven. For for Sinclair, like their big thing is it's it's a cheap, like cheap to produce. It's cheap to produce and fill airtime for them. Yep. Right. They're they're not trying to compete. They're trying to like, create a product. Yeah. Yeah. Make some couple bucks or like, cool. We're done. Um. Are, just are we? Just, are I we, mean, just the we're talking about like just moments in yeah, the yeah yeah. yeah. I want to say the first um. The first event, this really sets the stage too, for begins. everything that too. Um, sets kind of sets the stage for like wrestling and like where it's at now and how big these products. The first event that was shown on the WWE Network was NXT Arrival. It started off with Cesaro versus Sami Zayn. Cool. And like just thinking about how like at the beginning of the decade, how independent wrestling was viewed by WWE itself. And then here to start off their big network is the first live event. It was like a test run to see how it'll go for WrestleMania, um, which was a WrestleMania 30 where D-Barry wins. Um, that right there to me is a moment because it's like a shift. Not to take from John Moxley, it's a paradigm <laughs> shift. Um, but it really was because it's like these two independent guys who on the main roster, Cesaro still wasn't really getting I think he was yodeling at the time. <laughs> oh, no. Or maybe he was or a racist. Was the Swiss Superman or whatever? Uh, he was, was just that like, one of his things. Just, it is one of his nicknames. He was like they said he was in the yodel, mm-hmm. and he had Oksana as his manager for some reason. You guys probably don't even remember Oksana. I don't. Yeah, she was there for like a week, actually like a year, but it was weird. She had this weird saxophone like sex music. <laughs> that not sounds ba- fun. Not though. bad. That sounds fun. But um, that was the match that started off, and it was a fantastic fucking match. And it like when you look at it from there, like was, that was 2014. Five years later, six, almost six years now. Like how much it's changed and how much like independent wrestling has infiltrated WWE and how their view on it's changed. Yeah. And how that fucking changed wrestling. Mm-hmm. Their top guy right now is an indie darling. Me? Brock. Seth. Oh. Brock. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> well, I mean, who they want to be. Former the top IWGP guy. <laughs> champion. Yeah, former IWGP champion. He never lost it. No. <laughs> he just <laughs> left it in Japan and went home. He's the lineal champion. Yeah. Wow. Um, another thing that I'd say like it's a story that, like, it should, like, it's says something how, like, tiny it is, but it, it's still kind of important. Something I really hope for the next decade. Like, you know, um, God, I can only think of a shoot name. Fred Rosser. Um, Darren Young. Darren Young. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like, being the first openly gay, like, wrestler in the company, um, mm-hmm. which 
was shitty because it wasn't his choice yeah. as TMZ yeah. person, but then the way he owned it and was stuff it like fucking, that. Was it fucking Satin? No, Satin no. worked in the studio. This was like one of their oh, like okay. cretins that go. Brian that, Satin isn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he, he makes some choices, but he's not that, he's not one of those TMZ <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah. He, he's a, he's a shill. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, yeah. no, he's one of the guys that like lives at the airport trying to find, oh, like wait for celebrities to land. Fuck. Um, like, and the, the fact that that was like, you know, that that happened and it was kind of a non-story is actually kind of good. Like, yeah, yeah, for you know, sure. like, you know, John Cena's reaction to it and stuff was like, oh, good for him. Like, and that's the way it should be. It sucks that it's still like snail's pace still going to this day. And the fact that like. It, it's still like not a thing that can be really talked about on like on air, even with Sonia Deville, who it's part of storyline on total divas and mm-hmm. like, and she wears like rainbow gear and stuff like pride gear. It's still like, you know, I, I don't want them to shoehorn stuff in, but also at the same time, like it, you know, they are missing this opportunity with like, they're just the, like the story lines that they could do if they, you know, knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um and they don't. I feel like they don't know how. Which I would rather have them not. Same because it's, like yeah. it, it could get real it could get bad. so bad so quick. It just is like showing that like they still don't know how to do that no. in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and like I, but I just hope that like in the also just the fact there's only been a few like mm-hmm. now. You know, there's been there's been Sonia, and there's been you know Darren Young, and then there's been a couple like wrestlers that it's like. Shayna has made like references to being bisexual, but does, no one knows if they were like she hasn't like come out. You yeah, know? sure, sure, yeah, um, stuff like that. And like they've talked to like, there's a lot of rumors that they're looking at Jake Atlas, who's like mm-hmm. a, I think he's signed. I think he, yeah, he is a very out and like good. It's part of his character, like is that he's and like he's so fucking good, he's really fucking good. Um, Saw him wrestle at Warrior too. Oh hell yeah, he's great. He's great. Like so, you know, that's just like a hope. Like for me, is like that there's going to be further representation like that like, like, i know and, we're never gonna get at least at least not in the very near future a character on wb like effie yeah. yeah i know we're not gonna get something like that but it would be like to especially like, let's say jake atlas comes in let him be who he is yeah and if that's something that he wants to run with let him spearhead with creative be like hey this is something that i could feel really comfortable doing let's do this like collaboratively work with the talent. What a fucking concept. I will (laughs) say that, like, they kind of have been doing that with wrestlers currently. Like, Matt Riddle, he comes off as a fucking stoner. Because they don't say he smokes weed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there are ways for them to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think... Yeah, like you said, they just let him do it. Mm -hmm. Let Let him him do what he wants. Let Jake Atlas be Jake Atlas, and it'll be great because then people can see it and... If like they make reference to it, or if he's like wearing like like a pride shirt or anything like that, and people can be like, "Oh, that's just like me." Oh fuck yeah! yeah. And then you get that moment of like, "I'm gonna root for this guy because mm-hmm. like this is I'm seeing myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like this jacked, good looking wrestler." <laughs> yeah, like show, like you know, like they have on those, the inside though, they have they do those like really good like videos in NXT and stuff mm-hmm. of like showing people's journeys. To to making it to the performance center, making it to NXT and stuff like show his and like show it on TV yeah. like like they had with Roddy Strong like that really good series about him like mm-hmm. do one on Jake Atlas when he yeah. comes and like just like make it so it's like it's their story but don't make it like don't pat yourselves on the back for it just mm-hmm. it right. is their story. Um, I will say also kind of in that same light, the women main evented WrestleMania big deal cool. 
now women have main evented multiple shows and they haven't made a big deal about it and they've like they've normalized it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good thing too. I think yeah. that's something that needed to happen because you don't like the talent even mock them like <laughs> mm-hmm. the first w- ever w- like first ever women's evolution, this, this, and that. it's like no. Like Punk even said it's like we don't need to have that now. That's just what it is now. So let's yeah. just like do it. Like But you, like how many times have the women have the women main invented toy takeover? It just feels no. like they have. They've made events That's, at the ends of the show. Yes, they have. Take over respect. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, Sasha and Bailey. Oh, okay. Um, the Iron, the Iron Man match. Okay. Um, um, but they, they haven't since then, and it, it they should they haven't yeah. they haven't main evented a an arena takeover. Okay. Which would be like an, a cool next step for them to take. It needs because like sometimes even the title doesn't like main event. Mm. It's whatever the hottest story is. They need to get like I think they will with Rhea Ripley. When she loses to Tegan Knox at the end of the year, mm. <laughs> just watch when that happens. I, I swear that. Oh no! I, 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 be, I believe, believe, I believe you. it's going to happen. That yeah. has to be the fucking angle. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No, decade in wrestling was really weird. It was wild. Not to oh, take anything away yeah. from that too, but just another really weird thing yeah. that I just remembered. No. Macho Man Randy Savage died in 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There was a. There's. Not like, it's not like there was tons of ripples out yeah. of that, but it was yeah. just like, oh, it just feels lot, like... Like, Ultimate Warrior dying was really mm. weird, because, like, the day before, like, just his whole promo and speech... Yeah. It was, like, very, like, almost like, mm. oh, like, does he know... Like, in hindsight, it's like, did he know he was dying? There were so many wrestler deaths this this last There's decade. So because... many wrestler deaths in the past three years. Mm, uh, there, was this, there was a point when um, David Shoemaker was... Back when Grantland.com existed, which is a oh, great yeah. website, he was writing a column of Dead Wrestler of the Week. Because he could, Jesus. Um, because everyone, all those old wrestlers were aging into that point when their bodies couldn't take their former drug use anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, that's a kind of like, but at the same time, that means now we've gotten like a lot better understanding of health of wrestlers and stuff like that. So like changes made in the last decade mean that that won't happen at that level again, yeah. which is well, good. And it doesn't seem like uh, all these wrestlers are going out and doing coke every night anymore. Just a few of them. <laughs> They wanted to be a lot cool, you know. They wanted to be cool. They would. No, uh, the 2010s was wild for wrestling because there was a big shift. WWE is very resistant to it on its main shows, and it shows in the decline in viewership. Especially if you look at from where like 2012 was with viewers to where it is now, it has dropped so much. Mm-hmm. Like they used to be pissed when they were getting fours and like like getting like three fives that's insane and now they're getting like that would be twos. they'd be like holy fuck yes thank you smackdown live got the first one on fox got a four that was during the rock segment and then it like averaged three five mm-hmm. Jeez. and so just that like they've drove away so many fans but i feel that we are again we're going back to this we're at a tipping point right now yeah i think a lot of stuff can change and hopefully instead of trying to prevent it Mm-hmm. See the skin. Let's let let's let some cool shit happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are doing cool shit in 2020. Yeah, cool you, shit 2020. Do you have uh, any anything else to close us out, Matt? No, you know I don't have anything really special lined up or anything. <laughs> oh yeah, CM Punk had UFC fights and lost twice. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loser. Yeah, yeah. yeah block me, you fucker. He was also mm-hmm. rude to his friend. Yeah, fuck you. I love Phil. Cole Cabana more than you. Yeah, Phil. Yeah. Fucking Philip. 2020. Brooks. Get it together, Phil. I broke edge. How do you feel about that, Phil Brooks? Yeah, yeah Phil Derek. Brooks. Now Derek's hooked on methamphetamine. How do you think? <laughs> no, I'm not. What do you feel about that? He just that, boofed the Molly right in front of us. Ew, Whoa. Derek. No, we told you to stop doing that. Your butthole's going to collapse. Look what happened, punk. Yeah, Phil. 
It's your fault. He's booping Molly on live on the air. It's your fault for not going to AW. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him. God, those All guys right. are sick. All right. Happy Rusev Day. <laughs> Happy Rusev Day. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks oh, for actually, listening. Lana's getting married right now. Oh, oh sick. Nice. Oh, no, we're I'm missing sure that just, I'm sure oh, nothing so weird or bad happened. <laughs> Did you just say three minutes and then nobody comes out? Aw. Oh. Well, what a decade it's been. Force yeah. ghosts of three-minute warning. <laughs> what a be- decade it's been of this podcast. Ten whole years we've been This episode? This. Yeah. <laughs> Old yeah. acquaintance be forget. All right, well, happy Rusev Day. Thanks for listening. Russell Boys 316 says... Suck your own. Whatever Matt's singing. I believe that is all they design. Yeah. Christmas. Christmas Not Christmas anymore. <laughs>